4: God, Jeremy Lambert, and his co-host, speaking out of Atlanta, Georgia,
0: representing more than one royal family, the King of Indie Viewing, Steven
4: Jensen, and this is the Spotlight on Fightful.
5: Hello and welcome everyone to the spotlight here on Fightful. I'm Jeremy Lambert. That's Steven Jensen. We see the American Nightmare Georgia Zone Cody Rhodes shirt. Traveled all the way to SmackDown just to get that. Fortunately, Cody showed up for a dark match for you. Hell yeah, Uh, you did. At least you got to to see that. Uh, Guys, we appreciate you joining us here today. It is Thursday, January 25th. And shout out, as always, to Big Dick MLJ for the intro. We had a lot to talk about. It's Royal Rumble weekend. There was a Cody Rhodes and CM Punk promo. Yeah, but before we get to all of that, this episode is sponsored by Wrestle Rumble. Uh, if you would like to be entered into the Wrestle Rumble pickem for CM Punk, if you love CM Punk, if you dislike CM Punk, this is still the pickem you would like to enter because you win money <clears throat> regardless. Who cares if you like Punk? Who cares if you dislike Punk? You like money, right? You gotta like money. So all you gotta do is leave a Wrestle Rumble in the chat and you get placed into our little pool here. And at the end of the show, we'll pick three names to give away a free entry into the Pick'Em, a free chance to win $666, everybody. Doesn't matter if you like Punk. Doesn't matter if you dislike Punk. You like money. You wanna be in this Pick'Em. You can be in this Pick'Em for free. All you gotta do Leave a Wrestle Rumble in the chat. Head over to WrestleRumble.com as well. Check out all the other pickums they got going on. The Big Royal Rumble pickum is uh this this weekend as well. They got the Super Bowl Squares is uh coming up um a couple weeks from now. Super Bowl's in like yep. two weeks. It's not next week, the following uh, week.
4: Well,
6: they have, That's the Maya. have they have the week off,
5: right? Also yeah, so yeah.
6: it'll be in a few weeks, but they're they also have the four spot uh contest where it's, it's only a dollar entries and they have a which title belts? There's like a there's a custom Cody, Cody. belt, a custom yeah, there's a a, CM Punk belt, a Hasbro yeah. uh, belt, and world heavyweight title. World heavyweight title. There you go.
5: There you go. So, so leave a, all you got to do, everybody, leave a Wrestle Rumble in the chat. We will continue to promote that throughout this show. But leave a Wrestle Rumble, and you get just a, a free entry into our little drawing here, and then you could spend that. See what i did because we spin the wheel at the end of the show to pick the names you could spend that into 666 dollars. you can also leave a super chat like our pal tommy maynard does uh shout out to the best show on fightful we appreciate you tommy thanks for joining us every single week here on the show uh you can leave a super chat get your question comment statement read on air you can leave a thumbs up on the video you can subscribe to the channel if you've not done that as well maggie always hanging out with us hi everyone please leave hit a thumbs up Donate a Super Chat. Support us. Yes, please support us. We appreciate that. Guys, we had an interview with Alex Kane, MLW World Heavyweight Champion. Alex Kane. That'll be about 10 o'clock a.m. Eastern. You'll, you'll definitely want to stick around for that. Um, I've spoken to Alex a couple of times before. This was Jensen's first time with Alex. And Alex is very excited, I'm pretty sure, to talk about action wrestling and Jensen <laughs> Of course, being being that his home staple there, was very excited to ask questions about action wrestling and the whole scene going on there. So, uh, some stuff. If you listen to some other Alex Kane interviews, you know, where it might be MLW heavy, we do of course talk about MLW. They they helped us out with that one. Uh, but we get into some some other stuff that isn't full on MLW. All right, guys, let's get into it, Jensen. It was a it was a big week. It's a big week overall. We're gonna yeah. start with the obvious topic. I'm old and I'm fucking tired and I work with fucking children. <laughs> I'm tired of wrestling these kids that think they uh they know everything. I love that bumper so much.
6: Reason not for WWE spotlights now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, just because it's hilarious. He just changed that overlay to WWE spotlight I do need the same the, the same uh... <laughs>
5: Yeah. audio yeah same audio even <laughs> i do need to change yes. the and by
6: the way everybody i don't okay. i don't know if you mentioned jerry but like for wrestle rumble we'll, we'll give away and all three people who win wrestle rumble we'll give you a, a entry for the cm punk contest and for the uh the wrestle rumble Royal rumble contest so like, you'll get a chance that it's 600, 666 and a thousand there so, you go i do have
5: the... the yeah i do have the the graphic for the uh for the rumble pick them as well i only saw that we're promoting the the punk pick oh, yeah
6: we'll get we'll give out the, the three people win entries for both of these so i'll get i'll get you a, a, an entry for oh sorry that started 500 or almost a thousand you have but a thousand
5: dollars total here available. over a thousand total if yes. you if you win both of them Yeah, so you could win over a thousand dollars everybody all you got to do is leave a wrestle rumble in the chat you'd be entered to win all right yeah. cm punk cody rhodes on Monday night, Jensen. So, what do you want to talk about? Puck yeah. came out. He said he brought up Dusty. He said, "You know, Dusty trusted entrusted me with you. Wanted me to look out for you when you came in. I knew I knew what you had to go through living up to the Rhodes name and everything. It's like I don't know if I was in that position, but you worked hard. You kept your head down. You mind your own business. I'm like I would typically do." And he uh, all, all the way got around to I'm more American dream than you because I came from a family of an electrician. You were bored on third base being a Rhodes. Cody brought up that, you know, I'm more CM Punk than you because everything you said in that pipe bomb promo, I went out and actually did. You dropped the torch. You didn't pass it. You dropped it. You didn't care who picked it up. I picked it up and then I ran with it. So I'm more CM Punk than you. And then they they build to the rumble of I'm gonna stop you from finishing your story. I'm gonna stop you from starting your story. I'm gonna win the rumble. I'm gonna win the rumble. Gotta say, Jensen, 10-7 CM Punk. 10-7 CM Punk.
6: Okay.
5: 10-7 CM Punk.
6: I know you're trolling me. I know a lot, now now <laughs> the the face to face. I mean that, so this this um whole segment. <clears throat> I will say this whole segment was uh, was very, very good. I liked it from both guys. I'm not gonna sit here and just I'm not gonna sit here and just rip on CM Punk because that isn't fair. Like I think I think it took both guys to have like this was one of the best face to face promos I've seen in a really long time, and also the most invested I've been in WWE for a long time as well. Just in general as a fan for like obvious reasons. Um, I was super invested around this time last year because I was convinced Cody Rhodes was gonna win the championship at WrestleMania. <clears throat> we'll talk about that for this year a little bit here in a second the scenarios that like may or may not be happening. But I mean, Cody Rhodes is super on point with what he was saying. I mean, and it's a lot of stuff that I've, <laughs> that I've said also here on the show about, you know, CM Punk did this whole pipe bomb, pipe bomb promo and then quit. I get he had his reasons. I get it, He was fed up with the company and I'm not saying that he was like necessarily wrong, wrong to leave the WWE when he did years ago, like that what that's not really my place. You know, that's, there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes that we're not privy to and stuff too. not just in WWE, but in AEW also with Punk. I mean, there's, I have to be fair about all that too, but that all said, you know, Punk talked a big game and then he quit. And like Cody said, he didn't put anyone over on the way out. He didn't go like advance the business when he left. He didn't actually, as a matter of fact, there are, there are quotes. You can find the videos online. They're not hard to find. of CM Punk doing interviews, you know, during his, leading up to his UFC run, like pretty much after he had announced he was going to fight for the UFC, but like before he'd actually gotten any fights. And then even after he fought Mickey Gall, if he even brought up professional wrestling, he'd get, he'd get mad at you. Like he didn't want to talk about pro wrestling. He didn't want to talk about pro wrestling fans. Um, Whenever they would bring it up, he would say like, well, you know, I don't want to talk about a bad wrestling. I don't want to talk about, about a bad show. Like I do like WWE's just a bad show. I don't want to talk about a bad show the same way I wouldn't t- want to talk about a bad soap opera or a bad movie or whatever. Like I don't like it. I haven't liked it for a long time. I didn't even like it while I was doing it towards the end. So, like there's zero he literally would say there's a 0% chance of me ever returning to pro wrestling. He wanted nothing to do with it. Once again, I get he had his gripes. I get he was burned out. I get all that. But he did the opposite of you know helping the wrestling business he 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 didn't want anything to do with it at all <clears throat> so though th- both those points are accurate for for cody he quit and then he also did nothing he he, he talked trash basically about the business and about the fans that whole time so the, the same fans that that were chanting his name in the in the bill in their bill in the arenas over and over while he was gone he was like embarrassed by that he wasn't like Anyway, the story has changed significantly since he's been back about how he's felt about the wrestling business and about how he's felt about the wrestling fans. But <clears throat> once again, that's such a CM Punk. That's what he does. So, you know, and then you go to Cody and it's like, okay, everything you said in the Pipe Bomb promo. Okay, so I, I, I quit also. Um, and then I went to TNA or Impact. I went to Ring of Honor. I went to New Japan. I worked the Indies. Went to Glory Pro. Went all over the place. And then founded AEW, which gave him a job to get back into wrestling. Because if people forget, when Punk was first trying to get his toes back in a few years ago, he was a part of that Fox show. And clearly there was interest there from at least one side or the other of him being a part of WWE. Once again, I get Vince McMahon was in charge then. And that was probably the the barrier. It was probably Punk and Vince probably not wanting to work with one another. I would, And that's just me assuming. I have no idea for real. But I guess, but he had nowhere to go then. His UFC run was done. They didn't want him. He wasn't going to fight anywhere else. No other wrestling company is going to give him the kind of money or exposure he's going to want to to do this. And WWE wasn't an option still even then. So where could he go? To AEW, the company Cody literally founded to give wrestlers options that weren't getting chances in the WWE. So. Not only that, Cody does that, and then he returns to the WWE on his own merit. Like, it wasn't like he got fired by AEW like CM Punk. He he let his contract run out and didn't resign. There's a massive difference between those two things. There's a massive difference in getting in backstage fights and getting fired and letting your contract run up and deciding with your options of being what you want to do next, deciding to go to WWE. So, and then when Punk was gone... Other people picked the ball up like Brian Danielson. He picked that ball up and the fans got behind him. And, you know, so everything punk or everything Cody said was true. The stuff punk said, I'm sure I'm, I'm I'm guessing was true. I mean, there's never been these stories out here about him being terrible
5: fathering by dusty Rhodes to be like, that's the guy who's going to look out for you.
6: And I, I, I don't know how much I believe it. I mean, I'm just gonna be honest. Like, I don't know how how deep that that the real. Wow, the... are
5: you calling CM Punk a liar?
6: Tell me when I'm telling lies, man. I don't know. I'm not saying he's a liar. I'm sure he's had. I'm I'm positive he's had conversations with Dusty Rhodes, but I don't know how much CM Punk was like the guardian angel of Cody Rhodes in WWE, especially considering who else was in the WWE when Cody came in. He had plenty of people that actually had long-time relationships with Dusty and with Cody. Like, I doubt CM Punk was the go-to guy for Cody Rhodes while he was in his first WWE run. I think there was a loose relationship there, and I think it's easy to put that together in a promo that makes sense because a big part of CM Punk's return is, like, his, his love and nostalgia for what he loved so much when he got into wrestling. He's bringing all that stuff up, you know, in these promos and stuff. So, like, Dusty Rhodes is one of those things that's a part of his story, a part of his first WWE run. So I'm not saying he's like, I'm not calling him a liar and saying that Dusty never talked to CM Punk and was never, never wanted Cody to to be helped by CM Punk or looked after by CM Punk. But I highly doubt that, let me put it this way. When Cody Rhodes was in the WWE originally, he was traveling with Santino Morella. He wasn't traveling with with CM Punk. He was traveling with Brian Danielson. He wasn't traveling with CM Punk. Like, like we—it's—it's it's documented to people he was traveling with, who was in those cars and stuff. People have talked about it. As a matter of fact, when Cody started in WWE, everyone knows he's local to me. I saw him at a Waffle House. He was probably an OVW at the time, maybe just started on Raw. But I saw him at a Waffle House with Santina Morel. He wasn't with CM Punk. You know what I mean? So it's like, that, that's kind of where I'm at with it. You know what I mean? It's like, I think CM Punk said a lot of stuff that makes him sound like he was one of Dusty's, you know, favorites in that Dusty, and so it's a good way to, to build a story between the two. And it's a, it was a good way because you had Punk saying this stuff that's going to hit a nerve with Cody because Co- one of big Cody's big sticking points for leaving WWE originally was why are all these other people being called Dusty kids when I'm Dusty's actual kid and I'm dressed like a space clown? So I think that CM Punk was one of Dusty's kids probably to a degree. And that's going to strike a nerve with Cody. And then for Cody to say the stuff he said, that's going to strike a nerve with CM Punk. So then, by the time they get nose to nose, things are heated. So they started like really cordial and respectful. That, by the end of the segment, they're 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 forehead to forehead, nose to nose. And I love the way that they just both walked away. Like there wasn't like a big blow off. Like there wasn't like a big fight or anything. Like they left the tension there. And they, Cody never flinched. And you you just you just saw it, you know. And they. So I thought the segment was really really damn good. Obviously, I'm gonna side with Cody and in, in the in the material. But I think what they, I think they were smart in the the way they're presenting the CM Punk stuff with him. So.
5: I thought Punk cooked him. No contest. (laughs) All right. If you want my, my true thoughts, Jensen, I won't troll. I won't troll. I didn't care for CM Punk's portion of, of this promo. I actually think you liked it more than I did. I, I don't care for the dusty stuff. If you got to make your point by bringing up some history you may or may not have with dusty, then I I'm, I'm checked out there. Like I I just am, I think Roman's promo last year was better. I think Seth did it better as well, but it's something we have just seen and heard so often. And like, if that's the point you got to make, like, uh, I don't I don't need it. I got no time for it. I thought Cody could have actually, you know, everybody was waiting on, oh, are they gonna make AEW references? And they didn't really. The there was <laughs> the you know, Punk had the line, like, I can separate business from personal, can you? And everybody's like, Is that an AEW reference? And then uh, you know, they had the line of like, I brought you back to to pro wrestling. Cody should have just been like, You wouldn't have been back to I gave you a job. Yeah, like you would have Straight had up. nowhere to go if it wasn't for me. Oh, I, I thought Cody honestly it was more 10-7 Cody than 10-7 punk. I didn't I didn't care for Punk's portion of it. It was it was fine, but once you t- once you bring up Dusty, I'm just like, eh, you gotta get better material than this. That's the easiest thing. <laughs> to you gotta low, get better material than this. Low
6: hanging fruit. You know. It's it's just yeah, it is. It's the it's the low, it's the the it's the easiest thing that But so just it all depends on the presentation. And the thing is, is is the punk fan base. That's what makes this really interesting, too, because like the more pissed off and angry CM Punk can look during this and the more heelish you can come off during this. I think that that's like that's really good. Like, I think if CM Punk was leaning into being a heel, I'd be all for that. But he's really more of like this tongue in cheek kind of tweener, because no matter what he says or does his fan base is going to be cheering him so like there is an interesting kind of place to be in but you know and i i I don't expect them to bring up aew directly by i mean maybe they will at some point i also think they've they've intentionally left meat on the bone for this you know like there's going to be more than just this but another thing that i think is very interesting um somewhat unrelated but does tie in i saw you uh you put an article out yesterday on fightful about how Uh Cody claims that he wanted to fight in the UFC a few years ago.
5: That's a lie. And this man's lying
6: now. But what I want to say is this: I saw during the like in like one of the quotes was like, it "was like, well, if you did it, like, who would you fight?" And he was like, "Well, you'd have to give me the worst guy available, you know." Never, and I was just thinking, you know who that is?
5: Oh, my thumbnail game was on point because I used the thumbnail of him and staring right. down CM Punk. Right,
6: right, but, but I didn't get say- credit for that. Oh well, I'll, I I didn't. I, I figured that was obvious. Okay, but yeah,
5: me too. I, <laughs> but you no, know, the the layers
1: here.
6: <laughs> yes, well, I appreciated that. I thought I thought everyone got that. So, <laughs> but no, but I mean that's that's the that's that's my point too. Is like this is almost happening in the wrong company because, man, would a lot of my would a lot of my stuff be validated that I've said if a guy like Cody Rhodes would have fought you? Because know, I I have. There's a zero percent chance Cody would lose to CM Punk in the UFC. Do you double like take down and be you punk wouldn't be able to get off his back? It'd be that'd be it. Um, just like his other fights. We he, Punk throws these off-balance punches where he's almost falling backwards while he's punching. It makes it really, really easy to people for people to take him down. Like it's it's actually hilariously easy. Um, that's why he's not in the UFC anymore. But I, I thought that it was uh it was interesting that Cody said he was interested in doing that and you wanted the worst opponent ever. And it's like, well, the worst opponent ever is available. I mean, he's in, he's in the WWE with you. Um, and a shook or a shock. Yes. He has done amateur wrestling. I'm very familiar with that. So I think that, uh, I think that that, like, that's another interesting kind of layer to this too. Like I, but, but, but back to like the wrestling stuff and the more realistic, like I say realistic, the more that's actually happening. Shoot.
5: What you're saying, what you're saying is Cody is going to shoot on punk in the rumble. A. I- to ensure that he <laughs> wins that'd be
6: funny i don't expect that cody's too professional to do that coward uh yeah yeah but um but yeah back to like the actual like wrestling stuff like i don't think that AEW. I, I think that more AEW stuff will be kind of brought into this at some point but like it is they got to be careful about what they say too because like the ndas and because like WWE doesn't want to necessarily mention AEW like anyways to begin with so it's They we have to kind of dance around it a little bit, but I mean, Cody, like if we're going to sit here and tell lies to each other's faces and just make stuff up for the sake of like making stories better, I like why doesn't Cody come out at some point and make this, you know, part of this story. Like, yeah, man, I gave you a job. I gave you a job. You know exactly what I'm talking about. You couldn't get a job anywhere else. And I gave you a job. And then you got there and I left because of you. Like, like you're the kind of people I didn't want over there. So like, so like that, you know what I mean? Like, and now you're here. Like now, now I now got to deal with you here, dude. So I'm just going to take care of this problem right now, and take you out and not to deal with you. Um, I would love to. I, we'll ne- we'll never get another like you know wink, wink, cold cabana type thing on WWE again. But I mean, if you got like a wink, wink, what's up, Matthew and Nicholas or something on TV, like I mean, the internet would explode. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, there, my point is, and you brought it up too. You could you could tie more kind of AEW like like wink, wink type stuff to the crowd in the build Because I, we are absolutely going to get a CM Punk versus Cody Rhodes one-on-one match. Like, so it's just a matter of like, if this is the WrestleMania match or if this is going to happen before or after, but like this, you don't do all of this and leave with this kind of tension with that face off and like not have like they're, they're penciled in for something already. It's just a matter of like when they're going to do this. And I'm, and I'm here for it, by the way. Like I'm, I'm very interested in this because i absolutely obviously want to see Cody win this, but there's it's it's, 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 that's not a guarantee. I mean, this is still CM Punk we're talking about. And you know, he's, he's got a, he's, he's, he's very popular with his
5: fan base. So, I mean, he had the bigger reactions on Monday. The, the Who, punk, punk, yeah. The punk chance. I'll, drew the code chance. <sighs> I don't know. I guess. What do you mean? That's it's on. What? Uh, I, you could
6: hear people were trying to get the Cody's in, but CM Punk's just easier to chant. I think maybe that might be a little copium. Um, yeah. It depends on what crowd. It depends on what crowds they're into. It just does. Like even even for AEW last night, like they were in Savannah last night, and that crowd was terrible. You know what I mean? Like it just and that was for There's everybody.
5: Like Two hundred people there, but I'm just saying,
6: like and they were. It was like it, was, it sounded like there was no one there you know, and we had great wrestlers out there on the show last night and, you know, and we had Sting out there and stuff. So and a lot of it depend, depends on the, oh, here we go, shytown town says Cody was more over than Punk and he was there in the crowd. How much of this is also piped in, you know what I'm saying? How much of this is piped in?
5: shytown's towns first did leave a super chat. Who's going to be the first rest, so that tells Cody, I don't give an F about your father. I'm guessing Hook. Uh, yeah, so Hook comes up to, to Cody and he's eating his pizza or his chips or whatever and then Cody's like, did you know my dad? And Hooks like, fuck you, and then just <laughs> moves on. There was more than 200 people. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, it sounded it was, like there was 200 people in there, though. It was a sparse crowd last night for AEW. I mean, it's, the, yeah. the wrestle ticks will back me up on that one. Um, yeah. All right, so I mean, let's uh, let's address the sort of elephant. There was yeah. the report from Justin Barrasso, Sports Illustrated, that the plan is. Cody and Punk at WrestleMania. How do you feel about this reported plan? So, first, I'll say that Justin.
6: I don't know Justin personally, but I I like his work, and I have mutual. We have some mutuals that speak very highly of him, and have for a long time. So I like. I'm not going to sit here and like just discredit, like what he's saying, because I don't think he's just making stuff out of thin air. But I also. It was interesting because some of these reports were saying like, "Well, Triple H was telling people," and it's like,
5: "Yeah, you... you know, it was it was sources close to Triple H," which seems. I don't uh, road that. dog is road dog out here leaking stuff to Sports Illustrated,
6: right? And that's a small circle in a new regime where, like, if you were, I don't think people are going to risk it to talk to to end, not just S S I or Justin or whatever, or any of us fightful or uh, Sean, anyone, I don't think that like triple H or any of his close people are going to be like telling any of us what the WrestleMania plans are because why, why would they, um, that said, I want to discredit him either. Like I said, because he, the guy does good work. Um, I just, my, my, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So my mindset basically has to be this at this point. Um, <laughs> Are you all? I'm sure people here are familiar with uh, what happened during the pandemic with GameStop, with the uh, with everybody like buying into GameStop to 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 try to take down the hedge funds and all that stuff. And um, a big part of that, without getting too into the story, Wall Street bets, Reddit, and all that—they basically controlled the this this market for GameStop and they they jacked the stock price up, and it caused Robinhood to freak out and. The hedge fund people lost billions of dollars over this thing. The common, the common people were winning for the first time in a long time when it came to this kind of stuff. It was a pretty, pretty revolutionary type thing, and a big part of that was diamond hands, diamond hands, meaning we're not selling, even though if I, I might have made three hundred, I might, I might have twenty five dollars to my name in my bank account, but there's three hundred, there's three hundred thousand dollars I've made on this GameStop stock, but I'm not selling. We're, t- we're taking down the greedy billionaires. I know I can get out right now, but I'm not. Because if I get out, it's gonna screw over other people. Diamond hands. So the real ones, the real people that were really trying to fight the system, even if they had a bunch of money that they could have that they could have sold and got out of there, they diamond hands, they kept them. It was just the faith of like we're we're doing this together. Don't flinch, diamond hands, Cody Rhodes. I can't. I can't let this negative stuff, this outside stuff, this what might happen, what might not happen, who might be available, who might not be available, who might get blown up and can't wrestle this year, who might not and all this stuff. I need to just stick to it. Diamond hands. Listen, last year was a massive disappointment. I still have nightmares, American nightmares about Sola Sokoa thumbing Cody Rhodes in the throat, Roman hitting with that spear. Cody sitting there in the ring, looking just devastated. Um, I've went back and I've rewatched Cody showing up to WrestleMania multiple times and he's getting on that bus with his family. And you see this look on his face, like he was probably just told he's losing tonight. This is probably, we're probably seeing it right now. Like look at his face right now. And all these things play in my mind. And I think to myself, I mean, that could easily happen again. They could even put Cody against Roman again and Roman could win. There's all these outside factors. Hulk Hogan's, you know, uh rain or whatever like they want roman to probably beat that for not just for roman to help rewrite history because he's roman reigns but because there's a lot of negative stuff that comes along with hulk hogan in 2024 yeah, i i i'm not disagreeing with that i'll even say this listen i'm pretty good with most people by being able to separate the business and the work and stuff like that but I'm sorry the business and the personal stuff but stuff with hulk hogan i'll I'll stand behind what you're saying with that he that i i think that that was handled very very poorly by him i think that there's a lot of things that there's a lot of things that are very unlikable about hulk hogan and it isn't even just the racist stuff the stuff with when nick got in that car accident with Mm -hmm. that with that military dude and like put him in a vegetated state until he passed and hulk the 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 voice or the 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 recordings of the messages of hulk like blaming it on the other guy and saying like what this guy do to deserve this and trying to get nick hogan a reality deal coming out of jail and even i just saw a video the other day when nick got a dui hulk shows up in the middle of the night listen i i i understand protecting your own i get the concept of like you love your kid and you you'll do anything for him no matter what you're kind of blinded to to what's right and wrong you just want to help your kid out but even in that video there's surveillance footage that came out the other week of it and i watched the whole thing and not once does hulk hogan ask if anyone else is okay like he's just like where's where's nick is nick okay like how long is nick going to be in jail how much money do i have to get to give to nick to, to get nick out of jail blah, blah blah he's not once like oh nick got a dui that's insane this guy's history he shouldn't even be driving this and that like is anyone else okay did he hurt anyone like there's no worry about anyone else." and so i'm you know so that's i'm with you by the way so i, I wanted to put that all out there too because i've actually wanted, wanted to say that about hulk hogan for a while because i actually watched that surveillance footage like the other week and it really bothered me and it really reminded me of the stuff when he got in that accident years ago and, and all that. so it was like anyways yeah i agree hulk hogan's not a good guy i completely agree with that um i don't even know why we just talked about that but i'm glad i was able to say that on air why why, why was i talking about oh yeah the hulk hogan reign so that's a uh, there's a lot of reasons. That's my point proven. There's a lot of reasons why WWE would want to rewrite history and have Roman Reigns in that spot instead of Hulk Hogan. I get that 100%. I have no problem with that at all, except for the fact that you have to keep the title on Roman so long to accomplish that. And there's so many people, but I'll also say this, man. And I hate to even admit this, but I'm gonna got keep the it balloons
5: real. on the that was weird.
6: Oh, you got the balloons. I haven't looked down, yeah. Nice one. Um
5: fingers look like a two
6: yes oh and by the way a shock because I see this is that's even before my, the Hulk Hogan as like a politician backstage and what he's done to screw people like that's not even I'm not even about wrestling stuff right now behind the scenes like that's a whole other thing why you wouldn't want to like Hulk yeah
5: Hulk. wrestling politics or wrestling
6: wrestling politics are wrestling politics but like but I'm also talking about, like all the Hogan lies and stuff about all these things that like just never happened that he tells people in interviews but um but I want to, I, I got to keep this real too. I mean, I'm wearing George's own Cody Rhodes shirt. I was at SmackDown on, uh, on Friday. Listen, Cody Rhodes, yeah, Cody Rhodes should already be the WWE champion. He should have won at WrestleMania last year. I'm standing firm on that. And once again, I'm standing diamond st- hands on this too. Like I'm, I'm staying the course. I believe that Cody Rhodes is winning the Royal Rumble and I believe Cody Rhodes is still beating Roman Reigns this year at WrestleMania. I just got to stick with that because, you know, if I don't, then like, what what kind of Cody Rhodes fan am I? I'm not going to give right. up on that.
5: But here's, oh, go ahead. Here's my idea, Jensen. Okay, Cody Rhodes wins the Rumble. Right, goes on many events WrestleMania,
4: <clears throat>
5: takes on Roman Reigns, loses again, gets another chicken thrown at him, a Philly cheesesteak chicken. Comes out next night on Raw, got dyed black hair. Remember when he did that in mm-hmm. AEW? Yeah. Got dyed black hair, and he's like. I failed everybody. I'm a failure. He admits he's a failure. He goes into a deep state of depression. Okay. And then we don't see what's more, ad- what's overcoming more adversity than depression? Okay. That's the lowest you can go. Mm-hmm. We don't see him until next year's Rumble. All right. Comes back. We actually do see him because he films like vignettes and stuff. It's like Cody's day off, but it's like, you know, months off. He's like, oh, there. He's like,
6: he's like up in the rafters and like, we just get kind of glimpses of him for like, Oh, half
5: that's year. not bad. Actually, <laughs> do. Yeah. He's chilling in the rafters with his dark hair and he's, he's just, yeah, he's just chilling there. Yeah, But, but also like they, like they film like vignettes where he's, uh you know, just at home and he's just hanging out with Pharaoh Working on new cigar flavors. I don't know how cigars work, but, you know, working on new cigars, drinking whatever Cody Rhodes drinks, I assume, like whiskey. Terramana. He looks at a bottle of Terramana. He's like, bullshit. And He just, like, smashes the Terramana, you know? There's so many vignettes you can do with Cody Rhodes, like unemployed Cody Rhodes. So many good vignettes. He's training for that UFC fight he wants. you kidding me? You know, he, he gets traded. Brainy's there. Like, what? What? Who told you this was open fight night, bitch?
4: <laughs> like, uh.
5: So many, so many good vignettes you could do, right? Comes back, wins the Rumble again next year, three times. Only person in history to win it three times in a row. Hey, okay? only person in history wins, wins WrestleMania forty-one wins WrestleMania 41, beats Roman Reigns, gets the record. Roman, Roman passes uh Hogan, because I think he passed him in September. So Roman surpasses Hogan by this point, And then Cody, Cody finishes the story at WrestleMania 41. What do you think? Now I I mean I was
6: what you're saying is actually like somewhat possible. I don't think that like Cody's gonna disappear and become uh become Sting, but I I uh so if we got to next year's WrestleMania, just hypothetically speaking, with Roman still as the champion, at that point, how far would it be away from Bruno? Just another like oh Bruno's not for
5: like another yeah, Bruno's not till like 2027. I think we did this before.
6: Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, if we get to 2025 at that point,
5: yeah, you're still like two years off. But that's like at that point, you're you're too deep to
6: to bail, I think.
5: Yeah, here's the thing. Triple H likes Bruno. He's the one that like got Bruno and Vince back together on good terms and stuff. I don't think he cares for Hulk Hogan, so i don't I don't I think it's it's reasonable to assume like, yeah, let's push Hogan down, but Bruno's okay. We don't really have anything against Bruno to where it's like, let's break this record, yeah. Um, I
6: just saw a, a, a chat that I think was a missed, a mistype.
5: Um, I, so,
6: but yeah, I, I'm just saying like, man, we just got to keep our, our, our minds on that is like, we're already so close. To, I mean, I know we're not close, close to Bruno, but like we're closer than we're ever going to get in our lifetime to that. Like if they're going to do it, this is going to be the, the rain to do it. Now there's also the possibility of them doing the rock and Roman this year punk and Cody this year. And then they do Cody and Roman again next year. But I mean,
5: so that's basically what that SI report implies. Cause if you're saying you're doing Cody and punk and you're doing Gunther and Rollins, the only thing left for Roman is rock. There's no other big match out there for Roman. That, that makes sense. You're not doing Roman and Orton. No offense to Randy Orton, but like that doesn't scream WrestleMania main event when Cody Rhodes is right there, when CM Punk is right there, even when Seth Rollins is right there. No offense to Rome. I mean a Roman a Roman Solo, I don't know about that one, but like nothing else screams like it, it feels like it's got to be Cody or Rock. That's that's what it feels like. And if you're telling me that they're doing Cody and Punk, then you're basically telling me they're doing. Co or roman and rock here's what i will say i listen to a, the rock talk a lot on tuesday because he got announced at tko board of directors and mm-hmm. Everything that espn uh interview he did with first take and everything the way he was talking the way he was saying i like to play the long game I like to build. i want to do something big and something grand and all of this stuff next
6: year's 40 WrestleMania.
5: 41 would seem to make a little bit more sense because right now we saw him at day one. He said the head of the table line hasn't been back since then. Unless he's going to be at the Rumble, unless he's going to win the Rumble, unless we're going to get my spot where all the three people are in the ring, the Rocks music hits, they just eliminate themselves, everything. That's a great idea. Come on. Um, so unless we get that, it does feel like next year. Uh, Joel pointed this out on on our show of like, next year is when the Netflix deal kicks in so you get raw on netflix beginning in january all the all the pay-per-views are also on netflix for non-us fans u.s is still peacock non-us is still uh is going to be on netflix what screams biggest wrestlemania ever than the first wrestlemania on netflix with rock and roman and you got a year to build it as well
0: of you know roman loses Roman loses at at Mania this year. Hey, guys. Have you ever wondered what happened to the legendary Chuck Norris? I saw a video he made, and I was shocked. He is in his 80s, still kicking butt, working out, staying active. making sure that you take care of your gut health, your digestion, just overall, is also very important. Right now, you can go to MyMorningKick.com slash Fightful. Watch Chuck's video right now. That's MyMorningKick.com slash Fightful. Check out what Chuck Norris has to say. What's got him feeling so good these days? He explains everything, and you won't believe how simple it is.
1: At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place.
5: He comes out on Raw or SmackDown, whichever show they feel like putting him on. You know, he, he still wants the title back. I don't think you have this big, long reign. He's like, I just never want the title back type of thing. He still mentions the title, but here comes Rock. And Rock is like, you let, you let us down. Whatever Rock is, stupid jokes. You let us down, whatever. You're not the head of the table anymore. You need to give that up. You know, it's all about the Ulfala. I think I said that wrong, but it's all about that. Because that's... You know, during the J feud, that's all they talked about. Anyway, they didn't care about the title. It's like it's uh, here's here's the who's the who's the head of the table type of thing. Um, so it's all about that, and then you build a year program with, with Rock and Roman, much like they did with Cena.
6: Yeah, I I mean, obviously, I prefer that idea. I think that would actually be and Joel. That's a good point by Joel. Um, because. That doesn't need to be considered, too, with a Netflix deal starting at the beginning of 2021. They're going to really want a big bang there for um, for everything they got going on at the beginning of the year. Uh, heading into the first big WrestleMania with all those new deals in place. So, I mean, may- and the other thing, too, is, you know, the the Gunther report for Rollins. Like, <clears throat> I listen, I, I love what Gunther's doing. I think he's... I, I honestly... If Cody Rhodes wasn't a factor, I'd honestly be fine with Gunther being the one to throw Roman at this point. Like I think Gunther's done great work. Um, he's absolutely killing it. He's always been great. But then like the way he's gotten into such good shape and the, the faith WWE's put in him, i Gunther's the man. So like I would have no problem with Gunther challenging uh Rollins for the title, especially if they did kind of like an Ultimate Warrior Seth Rollins type thing where like, you know, champ versus champ or something like that. Or it was the ultimate warrior Hulk Hogan thing with uh Rollins and Gunther is what I meant to say. Um <clears throat> but uh but the only downside of that would be nobody getting the rub from beating gunther although that person would get the rub whoever beat him for the world title would ultimately get that rub still if, you know what i mean like even if he didn't lose the intercontinental title if he won them the world title without ever losing the ic title like he still is unbeaten and now he's the world champion so it's still a massive even a bigger rub whoever eventually beats him they get the world title and and beat gunther after so long um so I, I want to consider that too, but at the same time, the reason I bring that up is because, I mean, I think part of this there's probably two big moving pieces. One is Seth Rollins' knee, which I think is probably good to go if they're if, if at least they're attempting they're, they're going to make a strong attempt for him to wrestle at WrestleMania, and I think he's going to wrestle at WrestleMania. The other moving piece is The Rock, which whether or not they have a an agreement with him, that can always fall through based on. Other commitments, or just like health and booking and stuff. Like he might just be like, "Listen, I, I'm not in the kind of shape to to have the match that I need to have with Roman." It would just be way more year.
5: Sense. <clears throat> Get it together oh. at this point.
6: Get it to, that you've ha- that he's had a year to do it.
5: Oh, I mean, well, not if you do it this year. No, I'm
6: talking about for next Yeah, I'm talking no. about like for this year. Yeah, but I'm saying that the two moving pieces for this year are like The Rock and and Seth, and but and that's why I bring Gunther into this too because. Why would you do all this stuff, all this build between Seth and Punk if that wasn't the WrestleMania match? Now, you can always do that later on. You have these built-in feuds that you can do at other points. This stuff that doesn't all have to happen in WrestleMania. But.
5: I think the purpose of the Gunther Rollins segment for Monday was to give more credence to the idea that the winner doesn't have to go after Roman Reigns. Because my, my whole thing was, you look kind of dumb if you don't go after Roman Reigns. This is the top guy. This is the real guaranteed main event. This is the guy everyone should want to dethrone Cody's going to go after Roman. We know that. He's not picking Seth. Punk made a very good case of why he would go after Seth during their back and forth. Now, Gunther has made a very good case of why he would go after Seth with this back and forth. So I think it's just more casting doubt on hey if Gunther wins if Punk wins it might not be Roman. They have a real legitimate reason to go after Seth instead of the foregone conclusion of Roman. Cody again still going to be Roman. Those are the top 3. I don't unless Rock does make this surprise appearance I it's hard I'm hard pressed to be like anybody else is winning those this thing besides those 3 because on the Smackdown side guys you'd look at as possible winners already in the title match
6: right and and i wanted to bring this up too real quick because this this ties into what you just mentioned with like the possibilities of other people maybe winning which is unlikely i think it's pretty much cody or punk it's gonna probably be one of those two um but so when i was at smackdown last night or on friday and what this isn't just—I didn't just know, just realize this at SmackDown, but like it sunk in a little bit more. And this is the one argument I'd make for Cody losing last year at WrestleMania—the only argument I'll make. And it's not really necessarily an art. It's hard. It's, I'm on the fence about this for a lot of reasons because obviously, I want to make it clear: Cody should have won. Because if, if Cody would have won last year, now we're a year into a title run that would have seen him defeat Brock Lesnar multiple times since Nakamura. <clears throat> all this other stuff that he's done just would have had the title involved and it just would have made a lot more sense. And Roman hasn't hardly defended it at all. There's a whole, you all know the reasons that I think Cody should have been the champion already. A lot of people agree with that. So, but what, I'll, what I will say, WWE is at a point right now where I'm more interested in the product, like I said, than I have been in a long time. And it isn't just because of Cody's positioning in the company. It's they're at a point f- for the first time in what feels like a long time that their main event scene, even though they were all, it's mainly made up of people that have all challenged Roman unsuccessfully. It's worked long-term and those people shouldn't have beaten Roman anyways. That's out of Cody. So like the, and what I mean by this is like, when I was at SmackDown, Jay Uso came out after the show and did a dark match with Finn Balor before Cody and Nakamura closed the show out. And Jay Uso was super over. Like he was super over. Um, guys like AJ Styles and Randy Orton are still super over. LA Knight is is super over. It's just on SmackDown. Like you look at Raw and see what they got going on with Cody, and you got Punk, and you got Rollins, and you got Gunther. Uh, you got I I think is still going at a really high level. You got Drew McIntyre. Um, you got Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens and those kind of guys still very over. Like their main event scene is really like I don't know what the right word is. They're in a really good spot in their main event scene right now. Like they've actually built there, there's a whole group of people now that are like legitimate main eventers that are all legitimately over. And I gotta give, I gotta give credit. I think you know Triple H deserves a lot of credit for this. I, I think too, of course. But like, I just wanted to give WWE credit for that because it's really been sinking in lately. We're like, I'm enjoying the product more. I've been trying to watch Raw again more lately, and I'll, I'll say I, it really should. And they're not going to do it because of the money that they're making with the advertising, but like. And that should be a two-hour show man like i i, I really enjoyed the two-hour smackdown i was like this is a perfect amount of time for me to be at this wwe show there's a there's in half of its commercial breaks to be fair i mean there's only like an hour of like anything actually happening but on raw it's like that but like even more stuff not really happening throughout the show and it just by, by the, the time the second hour is over i'm like this is by the time punk and and and, and cody was done i was like why are why is there anything even after this like that's, that's where the show should end. And they're end, you're ending wanting more versus being like, man, this is taking forever for the show to end now after, you know, I've been up here and I'm kind of down here. So like, but every, once, once again, I just want to give credit to the WWE. They, 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 they've done a very good job of building their current main event scene. Um, Cause there's a whole, cause the, the other thing too, is once Roman finally loses and we have like Cody as a champion or whoever the next champion is going to be, and you have this on Raw also with with Rollins. He's almost a year into his title run. They've done a good job with that. There's there's like there's like five to eight people on their roster right now that you could have ready to go right now in main event title matches that could potentially be the champion, and it would make sense. So, got I got to give him a lot of credit for that. I think that that's a
5: really damn good spot for the
6: WWE to be in right now.
5: I mean, it's a it's a hot product right now. Yeah, I, there's no doubt about it. Um, you know, they got the Rumble this weekend. The Rumble is obviously uh one of their their bigger shows, second biggest show of the year. All right, so you are pretty steadfast on Cody winning the Rumble, right? I have to be. I mean,
6: I think if I was like betting actual money on this, I don't I probably wouldn't because Gunther's
5: I, the betting favorite. He's actually tied with CM Punk as the betting favorite.
6: I don't think Gunther's gonna although Gunther had a great showing last year, going from number one all the way to the end. Um I, I mean, yeah, I'm going – the thing with Co- – like, for him to go back-to-back would be a big deal because it hasn't happened in so long. When's the last time that happened? Austin? Austin? Yeah, Austin. Yeah, and then his third one was a couple years later. So, I mean, that'd be a big deal for, him, for Cody to go back-to-back. And even Cody's saying, he's like, man, I'm not trying to listen to all this outside stuff. I'm just focusing on me. He said it after SmackDown in, in Atlanta. He was like, I'm the right guy for the job. Like, like I want, I want the position. I want the job, you know? So, but you also, there's a lot of, there's a lot of factors at play. And then also if let's, let's say that, that Cody doesn't win and let's say CM Punk, let's see let's say neither of those guys win. And it does wind up being Cody versus CM Punk at WrestleMania. Who wins? Like, I feel like it's gotta be Cody, but like that's cause I'm incredibly biased there, you know? Does CM Punk win that thing? Does that derail Cody even more? I, I don't I, it's it's a tough spot to be in being a Cody Rhodes fan right now because last year it was so sure that he was the he was the guy. And they're still talking about finishing the story constantly. So it's still it feels like he's still the guy. This is still the story, and he's still the one who's gonna do it. But there's just there's other factors now. CM Punk's a factor. The Rock's a factor. Other people could get hot. People from NXT might get called up and get hot. I mean, there's just, there are, there are other factors. Roman's reign is a factor. The, the length that they want him to have the title to beat other people's reigns is a factor. Whether it, It's very possible, Cody and, and Roman wrestle this year. You brought it up before. It's very possible they, they run it back and Cody loses again. And he's got to try this again a third time next year at WrestleMania. I mean, that's, I'm not ruling that out at all. But once again, diamond hands. Don't flinch. I am. I'm sticking with it. I'm. I'm going to go. Cody Rhodes winning the Royal Rumble this year. That, that's going to be my pick on Wrestle Rumble.
5: I, I. I respect your commitment to. Uh, to to Cody. Um, some breaking news here. Uh, uh, Kevin Patrick, according to PW Insider, has been released by
6: WWE. He was just on commentary. Like,
5: really? Recently. He. Yeah, he was on SmackDown commentary. Um, and then he reportedly the earlier this week was getting moved off of SmackDown commentary. So I'd expect Michael Cole tomorrow night. And now he's apparently reportedly been, been outright released.
6: Yeah. Oh, interesting. I mean, I, I have no idea the reason for that.
5: That's pretty strange.
6: Cause he was, uh, He seemed like he was doing a good job. From what I could tell, I don't know. Maybe not.
5: I don't, I, I, I,
6: mean, think- I didn't hear him a whole lot to be fair. He, he, yeah.
5: I know he'd been in the system for a long time or at least a while internally it seemed like based on reports like i don't know this for sure i don't talk to anybody but based on reports internally they they weren't like super thrilled with uh where things were were kind of going there so no, no i'll re- release him different story than just remove him off of uh, of smackdown um but so so yeah kevin patrick has uh probably been released you know be- best wishes to uh to him and hopefully uh you know he lands on his feet
6: ken ken bruno in the chat says kevin's a great
5: soccer announcer
6: but never picked up a wwe style so i, I never heard him call soccer yeah and, that, and that's that's not that's not uh on that's not a just a kevin patrick thing there's been a lot of i mean everyone remembers mike adamley and all that but like the, who was the one dude they hired one dude a few like, like just a couple of years ago who only lasted like one or two raws
5: yeah yeah i can't think of his name off the top of my head but um, these are
6: people that are like very highly
5: respected sports. He was yeah, he was like an MLB announcer. Man. Yeah. And I think he might have done hockey as well. But uh yeah, he Adnan Verk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Thank you. Whoever
6: Louis yeah, Louis oh, Louie, yeah. yeah. Okay.
5: Oh both, um, of yeah, both of them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ad, Adnan Verk. Um yeah, he had done other sports and, you know, just couldn't couldn't pick up the WWE style and whatever that style is. Uh but some people are Some people got it, and then uh, they've it feels like they've been searching for not Michael Cole's replacement because Michael Cole is still there and still doing very well. Honestly, doing the best work now that he's not throwing out so many vincisms and everything. But like they've been searching for someone that like Cole can kind of groom and lead, and like no one's really been
6: that guy. Well, it's McAfee, but he's not available. Well, Well,
5: McAfee's not doing play by play though, McAfee's there. right, Right. Yeah. Right. McAfee, McAfee's there to do color. They love him doing that <laughs> stuff, but play by play is a whole different ballgame.
6: Well, I'm, I I really meant more from like, he's definitely one of, one of Matt, like Cole's like McAfee's guy. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. can tell Michael Cole really wants McAfee to succeed and commentary when he's there for the WWE, but no, you're right. It's a different, it's a different type of role. You're right about that. Um, yeah. This is more for Kevin. You know, uh, he seems like a nice dude. You know, from the little bit I know about him, I'd, you know, and this isn't for everybody, but I mean, what you can't say they didn't give him a chance. I mean, he got all the way to to you know the main television announce job, you know, and at, at that point, it's sink or swim. You know, it doesn't really there's really no room for and you, especially if you're learning on the job. That's a that's a tough thing to do. Be learning out you know out in front of with with someone in your ear telling you things constantly while literally millions of people are watching you live and you're trying to figure it out as you're going tough spot even tougher even like i remember like mick foley when he was doing commentary and stuff he'd be like man it's tough like i've been wrestling forever but it's like vince is like yelling in your ear (laughs) while you're trying to talk and it's like i i couldn't even do it you know so um so yeah that's interesting but i wonder what will happen with him going forward but uh Anything else you want to talk? I mean, we got the actual Royal Rumble. If you want to do some quick predictions for that. Oh,
5: yes, yes. Sorry, I got I got sidetracked and I had to do the article. Oh, you're good. Um, Jim. has got to work while we do this show. Yes. I got to um, work
6: when, we, when I leave the show. <laughs> uh,
5: my Rumble prediction, I think it's Cody. I, I do. I think they're going back to back. Again, based on what I'm. I'm putting a lot of stock into Rock's ESPN interview and possibly waiting a year to do this match against Roman. And I think if you're gonna wait the year, I think that Cody is going to to win this and face uh and face Roman. And it feels like it should be Cody's year. I know I like trolling you, but I truthfully I want you to, to be happy and I want Cody fans to get their their moment. And after last year, when it seemed like it was time to not do it this year. That's tough. That's tough. I It yeah. does feel like it's Cody's year. Well, and
6: here's the thing. And I, it's going to sound really sad, but like, I'm so used to losing that. Like, <laughs> I, it's like, I'm all, it's like, cause being a Minnesota Vikings fan, you get this being a Panthers fan too, but like, yeah, we suck. Yeah. You guys, you guys do suck, <laughs> but we did too. I mean, to be fair and we have a much better team than you guys do. And we still, we still suck. <laughs> um But you know, I'm so used to every year, like, getting my hopes up for the Vikings. And, like, they're never going to win the Super Bowl. They're probably not going to win it in my lifetime. You know, it, it's never happened. But every, but every season, I get really excited. I I, I get really I, I get really hyped on the roster. You know, I love Kirk Cousins. I love Justin Jefferson. I love Jordan Addison and TJ Hawkinson and Daniil Hunter and all these guys. And, you know, I even love Kevin O'Connell, even though, in hindsight, it might have been the wrong hire. Jim Harbaugh was in our building, and we – told him we weren't interested and now he's back in the nfl and he's going to make us pay for that i'm sure and every other nfl team but my point is that i'm very very used to just losing like i it's like my favorite stuff it just, it just never actually happens and that's kind of a depressing thing but it's just reality the difference with the minnesota vikings and cody rhodes is that they can literally cool. decide yeah. to have this happen for cody rhodes the Minnesota Vikings. I mean, there's plenty of league script, and you can. It's a whole other conversation. I feel about how how gambling and in um, certain sites and stuff have had. And I'm not talking trash about gambling. You know, there's you know, shout out to anybody who wants to do their thing with all that. But my point is, I think that there are things that are that are that have swayed things in sports, um, including the gambling aspect, because certain players know and certain coaches know when you hit certain numbers then certain payouts happens and certain people who are getting benched at certain times or they play less minutes. And I think a lot of it is, has to do with that. So anyway, the point, I don't think all sports are scripted, but there's little things that happen in professional sports, even where you're like, someone's kind of pulling the strings here. This is very weird how this is playing out In pro wrestling. We know for a fact it is scripted. So, so it's just a matter of, of triple H giving Cody the thumbs up before he goes out there. I mean, the, and this could also honestly go till the day of WrestleMania where they do not know it really, who's going to win this thing. But Cody seems to be, he's, he's standing strong. Um, he's always making it sound in his promos and in his interviews. Like I just gotta, I mean, this sounds so pathetic, but like I have, it's almost like a, uh, it's almost like a cult leader almost. where like, Cody's saying it. I just got to believe it because otherwise what do I have to believe in when it comes to this? You know, like he's, he's out there telling me, listen, I'm not listening to all the outside stuff. I'm a rock fan too. But I, and I thought it was really funny. I was like, I don't think the rock would just come in and derail a story like this. And I'm like, he's done yeah. it
5: before. Literally done it before. I <laughs> yeah. did like that reference by punk on the promo, Yeah, by he, the way. I he, did like that.
6: He did the rock to, to Cody. Yeah.
5: yeah.
6: Um, but that's all I can do. I mean, Cody's telling me he's going back to back. Cody's telling me he's finishing the story. Cody's telling me he's not sweating the outside noise. So I need to not do it too. Um, diamond hands. It's going to be a very, a very common theme. in what I'm going to be saying, leading up to WrestleMania. Now, if Cody loses at the Royal rumble, that's going to shift a little bit. Cause now it's going to be, you know, where's the focus probably CM Punk. That's going to make for some fun episodes of this show. Cause I mean, there's, I'm gonna have a lot of opinions on the buildup between CM Punk and Cody. But yeah, that's where I'm at. I mean, I've got to, I've just got to, I've got to go with Cody winning the Royal Rumble again. I've got to go with him winning at WrestleMania and finishing the story. But I'm not, I'm not confident like I was last year. Last year, I was like, Cody's come back at the Royal Rumble, like, he's probably going to win this thing. It's his return. They're really hyping this up. He's probably going to win. And then once he won it, I was like, oh, there's no way he's losing at WrestleMania now. Like This is the perfect time for Roman to lose for this reason, this reason, this reason, this reason. Cody's the right guy for this reason, this reason, this reason. And then it still didn't happen. So even though I I I, I hope Cody wins the Royal Rumble, I'm still not really... Until, until Cody Rhodes is holding that... Until Roman is down, one, two, three, Cody gets his hand raised and he's holding that title, none of this is real. But there's a better chance of it happening than the Vikings winning the Super Bowl. So at least there's that, I guess.
5: All right. Um, the women's Royal Rumble. I think it's Bailey. That's actually my pick,
6: also. Um, no, no, uh, no joke. Because I think that Becky is a bit too obvious.
5: Um, I think Becky wins Chamber.
6: Yeah, and Bailey um has the tie-in with EO already. Yeah, with damage control. So I, 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 that was actually my pick, also Bailey
5: uh roman roman wins yeah i'm gonna say roman
6: retains but that would be the biggest effing cop out ever if they had orton pin aj or la knight and got that title off of, of or something if anything happened to get the title off roman that involved him losing in a four-way match for this thing but no there's there's no way but I, once again i enjoyed smackdown i liked the, i liked all of them on the show you know I enjoyed all four of them on the show, including LA night. I was doing the, yeah, with the crowd. So there you go. Uh,
5: Tommy says it's a work like punk. Wasn't coming in. There's no way would let all the spoilers for the next three months leak. This is a build fuel for Cody punk. Wasn't coming in until he was there. There was, I mean, that's been confirmed by punk and triple H of how last minute that deal came together.
6: Oh, and Maggie mentioned in the chat, yeah, Cody waved at me. He waved directly at me at, at SmackDown. Man. He uh and I didn't so if you uh if you look closely enough and you 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 slow down the speed, you can see him clearly saying, Yo, Jensen. And then he waves at me. And then I I cut the camera off. I was freaking out so much that I, I accidentally stopped recording and he clearly mouthed something along the lines of like 8 30 Eastern Thursdays. And I was like, Yeah, man, he watches the spotlight. So <laughs>
5: Um, i did uh i did pop you you had the the tweet of the the shirt that you got the shirt and everything and then you know because i was tagged in that tweet i got the notification i get the notification of like who likes it who replies to it and i saw the notification of who liked it and like same brain we both messaged each other at the same time (laughs) of like i know you saw this like and at the same time you messaged me did you see this like and it was yes cody liking that tweet. It was literally the exact same time, which yes. was uh, hilarious.
6: Then he uh, he quote tweeted my picture of... Uh, there was like these the kids gym. who got these signs that were great. It yeah. said, our dads cheered for Dusty, we cheer for Cody. And it was two little Killer kids.
5: Killer Mike was cool. in the audience. You didn't go say yes. how to Killer Mike?
6: I was in front row, man. I was up in... Uh, oh, shout out to the box seats that I get. I'm very, very, very fortunate that my brother is a boxing trainer and has a connection with the uh, State Farm Arena. But... So I was up in a box eating free hot dogs. If anybody's ever seen uh, It's always sunny in Philadelphia, there's an episode called The Gang Saves the Day. And it's like their own, there's a there's a robbery happening in a in a gas station, and, and you get like all of their points of view, they all like day daydream separately about like how they would s- save the robbery. And Frank Reynolds, Danny DeVito's character, just like all he does, instead of like trying to actually stop anything, he just goes to the hot dogs and just starts eating as many free hot dogs as he can while the place is getting robbed. That's basically me when I go to these shows. I grab free hot dogs, go sit down, free candy, free drinks, watch the shows. So, But no, I was nowhere near Killer Mike, unfortunately. I saw he was there.
5: Blockbuster Night, part two, my go-to, Run the Jewels song. Um, Kevin Kevin Owens, Logan Paul? I forgot that match was happening. Yes. Uh, I'm going to take Logan. I think so, too. I think he's setting up. By the way, we buried the lead. You, you're chanting, Yeah. It's SmackDown. Are you a Are you a LA Knight fan? Are you a nighter? I don't view him as a threat anymore. so. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah.
6: we, we had we had we had, to, we had to squash the 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 LA Knight stuff as as people were trying to make it sound like him instead of Cody, you know. But now that that's clearly not happening, I'm I can I can get a little bit more on board.
5: All right, fair. Um, so I, th- I think that's all the that's all the Rumble matches I can think of off the top of my head. So if there's anything else, I, I should probably check the card. Uh that's all I've got. No, that's everything. Okay. So uh, maybe they'll add one more. Nakamura uh, t- versus Okada? No, I can't tell Okada yet. Contract's not contract. No, I just I'm
6: just I'm just trolling. But I think I, I have said this.
5: Coming. I've said this though if Nakamura does a um if Nakamura does a rainmaker in the rumble, Okada's coming. Nakamura yeah. predicted CM Punk. So he, he's he's a man he's a man who knows who's actually he's the real scoopster out here, Shinsuke Nakamura. Um anything else from WWE? They signed a deal with Netflix. That happened, that was a big thing. Uh yes. I don't know we don't yes. have too much time to go too deep into the Netflix deal. But yeah, what do you what are your thoughts on them moving to Netflix?
6: So you're you're lagging just a little bit yeah, I, but I can I can hear you. Um the Netflix deal—we uh, talked on it a little bit just a, a little bit earlier—but yeah, it's a that's a humongous deal for the WWE. Um, I have—I recently actually resubscribed to Netflix, by as like I did like the the ad version, which I think is like I don't know, it's like seven eight bucks or something. Um, and honestly, I don't use it much. I used to use Netflix all the time, just like everyone else did back when they had. Everything was on Netflix and it was like eight bucks a month, and you got like the two screens, and you know, you can share it with people or whatever. And, um, but I, I recently, uh, I, I actually subscribed because I wanted to watch a show called American Vandal because I'm a fan of this guy, Jimmy Tatro, because of his show called Real Bros. of Simi Valley on YouTube. And I never knew about this other show he did on Netflix. Um, it's basically like a making a murderer parody about this kid drawing dicks on a like spray painting. Oh, Nick yeah, that's. Road yeah Yeah. Um, so i i I resubscribed to netflix actually pretty recently to watch that um and uh, and it was a great documentary i I really Really enjoyed it mockumentary really but um but so anyway so i'm actually back on netflix and i told you i was watching some of those like anime basketball uh shows and stuff just to kind of see what they were all about um but outside of that honestly i was considering like getting rid of netflix again because it's like there's really not that much on there for me and i I have all these other streaming services now anyways, Peacock and ESPN and Hulu and, you know, even the free ones like uh, Tubi and uh, Pluto TV and all this stuff. There's, there's a ton of apps that I've already got that I watch pretty much everything I want to. Um, that said, it's a no brainer to be subscribed to Netflix when WWE's on there. I mean, I don't know what the price is going to be, if they're going to like jack things up or how it's going to, how it's going to work. But I'd imagine that Netflix is going to make a humongous push Um I, uh, I, I'm just wondering because it's the first time they're gonna have like a weekly episodic, you know, 52 weeks a year live show on Netflix. So how's that look on the layout? I'd, I'd imagine it'll be like you know, you log into Netflix and like the like the the home screen, the gigantic square at the top or something has got to be like live right now, Monday Night Raw. So like people know, because I. I I'd imagine the main reason they're doing this, I mean, $5 billion, 10 years. I'd imagine the big win for both sides is Netflix is still, I haven't looked, but I think Netflix is still probably the most subscribed app, like like as far as like streaming app, or if not, it's way up there still. And everybody name associates streaming media with Netflix. Netflix and chill. People call things Netflix that aren't even Netflix. It's almost like like a Coca-Cola. Like you want to go get a Coke? Well, you're actually drinking a CR mist or whatever, but you're calling it a Coke. Um, same kind of thing with Netflix um, to a degree. It has that, that brand recognition as being like the streaming platform forever. Um, but it's also probably bleeding a lot of subscribers because of things that I've mentioned with like price hikes and losing content when they lost like the office, it was like, y'all lost the office. That's why like a lot of people were subscribed to this. People still watch the office, stuff like that. Um, but the win there is that they're probably bleeding some subscribers for various reasons and WWE is just looking for a big move. Like where could we go where there's already a lot of people subscribe somewhere. So Netflix already has a lot of subscribers, but they're also losing subscribers, but Netflix is going to gain a lot of subscribers. Cause there's probably a lot of people that are wrestling fans that aren't subscribed to Netflix because they might not be using their money elsewhere with, you know, fight plus trailer plus or, or IWTV or Peacock and stuff where they're watching their wrestling. Now they're going to actually have to subscribe to Netflix. So I think there's going to be a big influx of wrestling fans subscribing to Netflix and um, that's going to help kind of like the bleeding or whatever, and maybe even be a positive, like the people that maybe for every person that they lose to, you know, the price deal, they might gain two wrestling fans that, you know, have watched raw their whole lives and now they got to watch it on Netflix. So I think it's, I think it's smart ultimately. And I've been, I've been asking for this for years, not necessarily specifically for Netflix, but, I wanted WWE to run raw and snack on stuff off the WWE network for you know when the network was announced and when that was the only place that, you know, the pay-per-views were streaming and stuff so um yeah I, I think it makes it makes sense. Netflix was a little surprising because of the kind of the state Netflix is in like perception-wise. I feel like it's kind of been falling off, but that's just my own perception. Like business-wise, Netflix is probably still the top dog in streaming, so I you know it probably makes
5: sense across the board. It's a big swing for Netflix in that they don't do a whole lot of live programming. They did a couple live comedy specials. Uh, they tried to do a reality live show, which was a complete disaster. As a Loveless Blind fan, I was very much looking forward to the live reunion, and it was a disaster. Like the and streaming wasn't good. It it didn't start on time. It it didn't end up being live because they could not get their shit together. Like it was mm. terrible. Like we were all tuned in. And it was like oh, we're having trouble with the stream. We're having trouble. Like it didn't work. And then finally, they just aired it like kind of tape delay type of thing. It wasn't live at all, though. Um, yeah, it, w- it wasn't good. They got a year to figure it out. I imagine they'll get things in place by then to, to figure it all out. WWE obviously has plenty of experience live streaming and things like that. So they know what they're doing on that side. It's it's up to Netflix to, to pull their weight over there. I think, I think it's beneficial for, for both parties. I know... It takes them out of like international TV deals now because everything's just on Netflix. Like, if you're overseas, you want to watch Raw instead of tuning into whatever IT, IT, ITV, I think is what they have over there. Yeah. I don't think it's IWTV.
6: Oh, I'm sorry. I was just, I just defaulted to IWTV. I'm sorry. Yeah. I just, yeah. I, I think it's, I think it's, it's like that. ITV yeah, over sorry.
5: there. Yeah. Um, like now you're not doing that because it's like, well, Rawls on Netflix. So you're, you take yourself out of like those like minor international deals for basically an all encompassing deal. And, you know, I don't know if that's good or bad. I think monetarily, maybe it lowers things a little bit because you can probably build those smaller deals to make up, uh, you know, the whole 500 billion, but like 500 billion is a big ass number. Um, I'm sure they looked at that and thought, well, that and Netflix needed something to wanted to, they wanted to get into the the live realm. I do look forward to the crossover stuff. I think that'll be very interesting of what they do. Uh, The shoulder programming, as they like to call it. Netflix had a lot of success with like documentaries and things like that. Um, Animated show, animated stuff, which WWE Netflix have partnered with before. So I think you'll see more of that as well. I think there's a lot of potential in that realm that people are, are maybe not focusing on. Cause they're just like, oh, okay, raw is on the, the show, but like they can do a like anime kids show and all this stuff. And that's going to boost people to, uh, uh, to, to go watch raw and things like that. So, you know, I, I think it's a beneficial deal. We'll see. It doesn't kick in until another year. We'll see how it all plays out. Um, right, before we move on to AEW, which we'll, we'll quickly kind of run through here, guys, remember, leave a wrestle rumble in the chat, get entered. To uh, be part of the CM Punk pickem and the Royal Rumble pickem, all you got to do is leave a Wrestle Rumble in the chat. Right, let's get into AEW.
0: Uh, over a million fans uh, and a great number in the demo tuned in, and it was a great show. And I think it's been a run of great shows.
5: Wrestling-heavy episode of AEW last night. A lot of great one-on-one matches. You know, the rankings are back, um, which would have have been my spotlight, but we'll kind of tie that into uh, yours as well because you messaged me and then I was trying to sleep by that point (laughs) last night. Uh, But Hangman Page (coughs) and Swerve Strickland have a dealer's choice match next week. They get to pick each other's opponents. Who are you thinking for these respective matches?
6: Honestly, like, I'm kind of been blanking because, like, I don't know if it's gonna be someone in AEW already or if they're gonna bring someone from the outside. You know what I mean? That just makes it to where there's a lot of options. Um who, who has the most history with Hangman in AEW that's available that Swerve would want against
5: him? Brian Cage.
6: That's but do you think that's who they're gonna go with?
5: That's that was honestly my initial thought. It yeah, was Cage.
6: dude, that's actually the perfect choice. You're totally right. It's probably going to be him because he's beaten Hayman before, like really early on in AEW. They, they've, they've had somewhat of a feud with one another and he's got the tie in with Mogul Embassy with Cage, of course, and Swerve. I was gonna sit here and like really kind of start going down like some roster, like try to kind uh, of uh elimination here a little bit, but I think I think that's it. I actually think Brian Cage is the right choice. Um and then again, swerve. See, like I would have picked probably like Keith Lee if he was, but he's he's out with yeah, his, his health again. Like,
5: yeah.
6: Um so for Swerve, is AR Fox available? I'm just trying to think of people who Fox is available. Maybe to AR Fox because of like AR Fox hasn't been seen in a while, has he? Uh
5: he showed up at one point and got beat up. That's all I remember. Mean. I think Wardlow beat him up. See, I'm but, I'm with Maggie of Mox, like why wouldn't yeah. why wouldn't you pick somebody like Moxley and Danielson to, to face this person? Like I would pick, you know, one of definitely one of those like top top guys. Yeah, I, mean, I wouldn't pick no offense to Brian Cage and AR Fox, but like yeah, I would I would pick the top guy out there.
6: I, I think Moxley is a good choice. A shot keeps saying Brian Keith. Listen, I love I love the Bounty Hunter. I, I doubt it's him. Plus, I believe he's still in Japan, so I don't I don't think that that's happening unless he's back. Um, but I did see Brian Keith. Uh, it seems to have some sort of agreement with AEW. Which, if that's true, I'm very very happy for him. Um, but I think Moxley is a good choice. Moxley is actually a good choice against either guy, but more specifically against Hangman, um, because of their history. But man, I think you're right. I think Brian Cage is probably, but I th- I think Brian Cage or Moxley are both good choices. Um, but I, I I'm kind of stuck on AR Fox for for Swerve because of their history.
5: Yeah, that makes the most sense. AR Fox, um, for for that one, Louis got it right. Goldberg, Sid, Sid, would Ooh, go, Sid, would, like Sid would go into it. business for himself. Just he'd win immediately. Ken Shamrock, why not bring in like a a UFC fighter? What's Cain Velasquez up to? Um, I think he's free, yeah. Um, I think like Cain Velasquez,
6: what do you know what his standing is right now? Um, I don't don't... because you know what happened, I'm sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that was the wildest thing ever. People don't know, we're not going to deep dive into that, but like Cain Velasquez, that was the weirdest thing ever. He like she shot at a guy who had who had assault who had assaulted a minor that he knew i mean it was a very understandable like i'm not one who's like out there like go around shoot people and so like trust me i don't even I, I don't even want people with guns around me unless i you know like and i know plenty of people carry guns i live in georgia but like the cane thing was so strange i'm glad that he's not in jail anymore you know anyway that's a whole other conversation. But when he brought that up, I was just thinking, yeah, we haven't really seen him do really hardly anything. I think he actually quartered someone in the UFC though, the other week, oh, okay. like they, they they let him back. So like things had to be on the up and up at least with, with that. Like, once again, I understand where Kane was coming. I can't even imagine something like that happened to like someone that I love. Like I, I I'm not going to judge based on that. That was a very unique situation. Um, Junior
5: Dos Santos, bring him back.
6: Start bringing in the uh, the people that worked AEW uh, during the Dan Lambert feuds.
5: Yeah, or him, Mazidol. all. <laughs> isn't he fighting again? What's uh What's Nate Diaz doing? Bring him. Actually, in. I think
6: Masvidal is doing a boxing match against yeah. uh, against maybe Nate. Is that what they're doing? Nate and, and in Oh, Are they? No. Maybe? Oh, sure. Maybe not. I think Masvidal is boxing though soon. I think I saw something about that. But anyway, yeah, that's another. That's super off topic, but um, but yeah, I and mean, then also, I mean, speaking of like surprises, I'll throw it out there. It was, I did, I definitely didn't expect to see an announcement about Eugene Nagata wrestling, Brian Danielson. Yeah, was, uh, <laughs> came out of nowhere. I, I still, I, the first thing I thought about was WCW, NWO revenge. Like, I used to play with Eugene Nagata all the time or play against him, even more specific. I used to beat him up all the time, um, but uh, but yeah, so it could be – that's my point is it could be anyone. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking kind of in a box of like who makes sense. AR Fox makes sense. Brian Cage makes sense. Moxley makes sense. But like it could be Eugene Nagata. It could be Ultimo Dragon. You know, who knows? The Ultimo Dragon would rule. Oh, I'd great. mark out so hard for Ultimo yeah. Dragon and AEW. Uh, I
5: would love that. Yeah. Um, the rankings are back, Jensen. want to quickly get your thoughts on AEW bringing back the rankings. I mean – if CM
6: Punk's the reason they got rid of him in the first place, and I guess it makes sense. They're bringing him back. Sometimes I'm trolling. I, I, listen, I think CM Punk could have, could have maybe influenced that. Cause I think that CM Punk was definitely, I shouldn't say I think CM Punk was definitely in Tony Khan's ear while he was there, but and it's not, it's not that far-fetched to believe, you know, CM Punk got his own television show for, you know, collision. Like I, I could, I could believe that it's possible that he asked Tony to get rid of the rankings. And Tony was like, you know what? That's probably a good idea for us to do that. Um, So that said um (laughs) i i'm trolling a little bit here guys (laughs) i i think that uh i don't think there's necessarily a need for the rankings because it pigeonholes a lot of stuff because you have to make the rankings make sense to some degree as far as like if you want to do a title match then you have to have somebody winning like random matches leading up to the title match to get them in the in, in the rankings high enough to get a title shot so there's a little bit of like convolution or whatever you want to call it like with that, um, with that aspect of it. I don't necessarily hate the idea though, of like the sports based presentation and like a clear, like in a, it, it makes even more sense with, with Samoa Joe as the champion with how things currently are, because you have like five people right now that are all saying they want title shots that all have some, some sort of reason for where it would make sense for them to get title shots so really the best way to figure things out would be a ranking system. Like if hangman and swerve and hook and, and Wardlow and all these guys want title shots, then you can figure that out with a ranking system, you know? So in Samoa Joe's the kind of champion the way he's already been presenting himself, which I, I, I really, really like his run so far as champion. I, I just love that. He's saying like, if you want, and this is perfect for the rankings. If you want a shot, I'm not hiding from anyone. Call me out and get in line. Hook had his shot, shook his hand like a man, told him to get out of his ring because he's not worthy, because he couldn't get the job done. He's in the back of the line now. But he got his shot. If there was a ranking system, Hook wouldn't have gotten that shot. Well, maybe he would have because of his record.
5: Yeah, his but, record. That was yeah. the, that was Tony's whole argument on Twitter was his right. record. good enough.
6: True. Um, but but by now he's gonna be towards the back of that, you know, like not the bottom of the full rankings, but he'll be, you know, he won't be in the number one or, or spot. He'll maybe be at like somewhere between five and ten or something. But um but yeah, I, I don't necessarily have a problem with it. It's just sometimes you have to it, it'll pigeonhole things and sometimes you have to just kind of make weird things work so that the rankings make sense so you can do title shots if that makes sense.
5: I I'm very curious to how it it works with um with now new titles introduced and no dark and dark elevation to like really pad out those those records because they did a lot of record padding on on those shows and now i mean maybe they put guys on roh to pad some records um i hope there's more weight into television wins and losses no offense to roh even big offense like rampage like a win on dynamite or collision should probably mean a little bit more than a win certainly on roh where you're probably just padding a record out um well, and maybe, like a different company yeah yeah and then um and then a little bit on on rampage as well although rampage they've been putting on some important matches and stuff so i don't want to fully dismiss rampage on that uh but i would there's just like some extra weight and even if it's you know television win like you know Wardlow if he beats 10 guys but none of those 10 guys ever win on television and then john moxley beats uh eddie kingston that win that one win over eddie kingston should probably mean more than wardlow's victory over 10 guys who are never on television and never win anyway so i, I would yeah. like to just see a little bit more weight to it how they decide that don't know they, they've got different ways um i look forward to it you can tell stories with the rankings i don't necessarily think you need the rankings to tell these stories i think you can just tell them without pushing the rankings on people but it's a nice visual representation of what, what they're trying to do so i i don't mind it in that way all right yeah. um guys last call for last call for wrestle rumble leave a wrestle rumble in the chat again all you got to do is leave a wrestle rumble in the chat and you get a free entry into the cm punk Pick'em, uh where the first place is 666 dollars and a free entry into the Royal Rumble Pick'em where first place is five hundred dollars. You have a chance to win over a thousand dollars if you take first place in both of these contests. And all you did was leave a Wrestle Rumble in the chat. So that's all you gotta do. Last call for the Wrestle Rumbles, and then we will get to drawing here in a second. Jensen, you wanna go ahead and plug anything?
6: Yeah, well, thanks everyone for throwing WrestleRumbles in the chat. We're going to put your name in a list, and we're going to pick three names in a second. You're going to win everything Jeremy just put up there. I shot at 666, and I shot at 500 and both those uh, both those pick-ems this weekend. Um, if you win, please just DM me on Twitter. All um, of my DMs here in a second, if they're not already open. Um, please just uh, DM me before then to SmackDown tomorrow. That's all I ask, preferably just right after the show if you can. Um, but I'll make sure that uh, I just need a DM from you and just need to get your email address and the Wrestle Rumble will do the rest. They'll send you your entry on Saturday before the show. So um, um, I'll also mention real quick, since we have a couple extra minutes and I wanted to bring this up as well, because um, we only had time to talk about WWE and AEW today, which obviously this being a big uh, Royal Rumble weekend and everything going on with Cody and Punk and everything. Um, I wanted to uh, say rest in peace to Francisco Siazzo, who uh, passed away last week. Um, he was only 48 years old and he was a, uh, a big like staple of, of, independent wrestling, especially in the Southeast scene, um, more specifically in like Florida and Georgia. Um, he'd even done stuff in NWA TNA back in the day. Um, he'd done stuff at the WCW power plant. He'd been a guest trainer at the PC before. Um, he was a trainer at WWN, uh, world wrestling network, um, as a recent, like before he passed, um, and he, he was the subject of a documentary called Journeyman, which you guys can watch for free on YouTube if you want to check it out. Um, so uh, I just wanted to say, you know, rest in peace to Siasso to today, because uh, I know there was a lot of people that have been really affected by the passing, and it seemed like it was very unexpected. Like, it, from what it sounds like, he just wasn't feeling good one night, went to sleep and didn't wake up, and that's just super, super sad. So rest in peace. And then also, as Jared mentioned in the chat, thank you for saying this, so I didn't forget. Rest in peace to Ice Train. The guy i remember from wcw i remember him and scott gorton back in the day fire and ice um, baby fire and ice absolutely so yeah rest in peace the ice train um go go on twitter and just type in ice train there's people that have been sharing videos of him and pictures and, and other wrestlers like giving him tributes and stuff so rest in peace everybody you know think about our our fallen uh i guess kind of heroes in a lot of ways like these are people that we grew up watching you know, Seattle really big in the in the indie scene and ice train was a guy that i watched growing up i was a huge wcw kid so like um yeah it's a bummer but rest in peace and and maggie we'll talk about the job next we'll talk about the job next week we didn't have time this week we'll talk, i got i got some good news yesterday but we'll talk we'll talk a little bit more, more about it uh next week thank you for asking though
5: uh, Ken Bruno, loved to super chat. Says so this is my this is my first time listening to this particular fightful show. I'm enjoying. It. Appreciate you guys. Thank you. Thank you. thank you, Ken. Thanks, uh, Ken. We're here every
6: it. Thursday morning, eight thirty Eastern. We're an early show, and if you can't catch us live, we're on demand. But. Thank you this is not much. our
5: usual format as well uh, Usually we we do touch on What we call the other topics Which uh, some New Japan TNA, ROH MLW, promotions like that And uh, the indies As well, we we like to, to spotlight Some some indie stuff We went WWE heavy with Rumble And all the news with, with Netflix And then as you may have learned Steven Jensen is a big time Cody Rhodes fan And a notorious CM Punk hater So they're their uh showdown this monday was uh was a big cool. topic as well but we like to bounce around and cover all all a lot of a lot of different stuff not just wwe and AEW.
6: well and today too as you're going to hear ken if you stick around um uh, part of the reason too is we have pretty much a in an mlw and ind- independent spotlight coming up here yes. in a second we have a we have a like 45 minute long or however, is that about how long it was? It's like 50 minutes? minutes. Like 50 minutes with yeah. Alex Kane. You're about to hear that we recorded on Tuesday. Um, He's the MLW world champion, the action wrestling world champion. So if you want more um, indie and kind of like other spotlights that you didn't get today that we normally would go over, you got a whole interview coming up with the MLW and action world Champion. So please stick around if you like that kind of stuff.
5: All right, doing the drawings now. Our first winner is Rimati. Rimati is one. So... Message Jensen, Remy T, Remy our, T, DM me. Our second winner is. This is such a good, uh, good username, by the way. Sofa Kit. Yeah. <laughs> I use that uh, in Sofa trivia. Kit? Yeah. So Sofa yeah. Kit. Uh, yeah. I, Sofa yeah. Kit, DM me. Yeah. Um, and the third and final winner is Tim Winger Jr. So Tim, Sofa, and Remy, make sure to send Jensen a message on Twitter. He will get you hooked up. Uh, there you go. He put it in. The I chat. just put
6: it in the chat uh, for you guys. So uh,
5: he'll get you hooked up um, with with the the entries to get into the CM Punk pickem and the Royal Rumble pickem. All right, guys, we're gonna head over to. Oh, Jensen, any, any last plugs? Anything like that?
6: Just follow me on X and uh, message me on X for the uh, the. I'm gonna actually. I'm doing my security right now um where's the thing at security and account access no privacy and safety i think that's it yeah direct messages um allow from everyone boom okay my dms are open if you want to if you want an entry dm me uh please like now if you can and if not um if you don't dm me by the end of SmackDown on friday i got to give the uh the entry to someone else so uh if you want please hit me up on on uh x Enjoy the interview with Alex Kane. I'm gonna go log in for the shoot job. Oh, and also Enjoy. shout out Black Italian Stallion fights tonight. Rough and Rowdy, our, our boy Black Italian Stallion, he, he's been on the show. He's fighting Rough and Rowdy tonight. Um, I believe it's on Barstool, or, or it's either Barstool's website or Rough and Rowdy's website. So uh, I'll be watching that tonight um, when I'm getting off work. Uh, so shout out to the Black Italian Stallion Joe for his uh, his, 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 match, for his 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 uh, boxing match tonight. And I don't know if you even knew this, Jeremy, but his last his last match that we, uh before we interviewed him, he actually rocked a, a spotlight logo on his uh, walkout year. I, I, gave a, I gave him a PNG so he could wear oh, the logo. So I, did not um, know that. Yeah, I saw that cool. he
5: saw that he unfortunately did not win that fight. He didn't win. He got knocked face. out last time, but yeah. you know, the problem
6: is he keeps getting, he gets like three or four opponents every time. If people keep pulling out, he never knows he was going to fight. So like this happened this time too. I don't even know who his opponent is because it was someone, it, it was changed again, like this week. So anyway, no excuses. Black Italian stallion tonight. Rough and rowdy. I'm going to clock in for work. I'm already five minutes late. I'm probably going to get in trouble. See you guys.
5: That promotion's not happening now. Yeah. Like, because uh, of this. I know, yeah. right? See you guys. <laughs> Bye, Jensen. Uh, all right, everybody. Let's get to our interview with Alex Kane, MLW World Heavyweight Champion. Alex Kane. Uh, We talk about his upcoming match against Satoshi Kojima, which happens MLW Super Fight next Saturday, February 3rd. Um... That'll be on Triller, presented by Fight. Uh, we also talk a lot of action wrestling and just everything going on in in the world of MLW and really action. So really fun interview. Alex Kane was very gracious with his time. Uh, you know, I, I've spoken to Alex multiple times. This is the first time Jensen has been part of uh, my my interviews. I guess with with Alex and uh, Jensen was very excited to talk, of course, about the the action wrestling and the more of the the local independent stuff. And Alex seemed to be really appreciative. Of, of that because I'm, I'm sure it's just a lot of uh mlw stuff and so we kind of we went away from that of course talked about mlw but we we hit some other stuff as well so hopefully everybody enjoys this interview we appreciate alex Kane for giving us time uh here we go everybody in the creator spotlight mlw world heavyweight champion alex Kane.
6: welcome to the creator spotlight here on the spotlight on fightful i am stephen jensen joined as always by jeremy lambert our guest today is the captain of the Bumaya Fight Club. He is the action wrestling world champion, the MLW world champion, the suplex assassin. He's going to be defending his title at MLW Super Fight February 3rd against Satoshi Kojima, Alex Kane, the suplex assassin joins us. How you doing, Alex?
4: I am good that was a great introduction no one ever mentions the uh, the action world title so oh you know. oh
5: you're talking to the right man here yes. you're talking to the right man when it comes to action uh before we jump into that one thank you for joining us Alex good to talk to you again um before we jump into to the action stuff let's talk about Satoshi Kojima MLW Super Fight taking on a former MLW World the Champion first the first, the first and first. former We're gonna be the two-time First ever two-time MLW champion. I know you're going to prevent that. How are you feeling about this matchup? Uh, and his bread. His bread.
4: How are you feeling man, about that uh, well? in my that? In my book, Satoshi Kojima is a Carboholico. Everybody gets a <laughs> nickname. He's a Carboholico. Uh, but no, nah, uh, I mean, outside of that, um, this is one of the matches that I've been looking forward to for a very long time. He's on the list of Bumaye. So uh, to be able to cross him off, um, him being a legend is gonna make it that much sweeter. Um, and I'm ready to go in here and do work.
5: Now you gotta watch out for the the flying elbow to the penis. That this is yep. a famous move that he has done. <laughs> are you prepared for
4: this? Uh I might have to you know, actually now that you said I might have to buy a cup. <laughs> by a cup, maybe with a cup with a spike on it that I can like <laughs> it with a button. So when he comes, ah. It's like the uh, the Bret Hart, Bill Goldberg
6: strategy with the the plate for the spear. Yes, be protected. I like I like it. I like it. Well, hey. So speaking of that, you, you know, Kojima being former MLW champion, first MLW champion, trying to be the the first person to ever be a two time MLW champion as well. Um, the lineage of that title what's it mean for you to be that champion for major league wrestling Alex because like even especially in, in recent years I mean we had like an 800 day plus reign from from Batu. we had like a 600 day plus reign from Hammerstone so you know when you get that title people have high expectations and we've seen a lot of long-term champions so it's it like being the champion of MLW
4: uh it's pretty dope man um I I think I said when I won the belt like I was an usher in a new era of MLW, new generation of MLW. And I feel like um, just kind of the landscape of the company has changed um, for the better, for the better, definitely for the better. It wasn't bad before, but it's different now. Um, and I really, really enjoy it. Um, and then, you know, just being a champion and, you know, um, being able to provide that representation for people that look like me. Um, and then also for you know the the people that are also in the LGBTq community because I'm also uh, part of that community, um is really, really dope. Um being able to have you know of the some of the local black wrestlers from uh, from the surrounding areas right now, really right I mean right now, really Philly in New York. but hopefully when we do get on the road, you know, more of people like that. Um, that's all that's really been dealt. But I think that's really added to like, you know, the presentation of being a world champion, you know, the Bumai Fight Club, like it feels like an, it feels like a real, like a real fight club. Um, and, you know, um, it's become a movement. Um, I mean, I, I mean, I remember when I first said Bumai Fight Club's movement, like I was kind of just saying it uh, because it, like, it's, it felt cool to me. It felt right to me, but like, you know over time uh leading up to the title reign and and like every with every title defense every segment like all of those things I feel like it's become more and more and more of a movement
5: yeah I completely agree with that Jeremy go ahead oh uh I was gonna ask about WTF as they are targeting you as they keep they actually tried to recruit you on MLW reload and you tore the contract up yeah they can't beat you so now they want you to join them uh you know who are you looking out for in wtf now you're taking them all out but there are there's a guy named josh bishop out yeah there josh bishop
4: place. that boy is strong he's strong he ain't very experienced but he's strong uh so he got that he got stuck because he has that going for him um he's definitely he could be a credible threat um you know here in the future but we'll see um but uh you know um he gonna fall just like the rest of them that, that that keep coming in whoever they bring in i'm knocking them off like i'm like a sniper out here bink 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 headshots yes. all day
6: yeah there, there's plenty of challenges for you too over there you in mlw great roster you got over there and i just wanted to kind of follow up with the boom IA fight club a little bit because um with it being such a movement i guess can you dive any more into just like kind of like in your own head kind of like as as the rise was happening because it was a very organic thing that happened like I, i've been mm-hmm. aware of you from the indies for a long time i've actually seen you live i shows in atlanta like battle slam and stuff i've, I've so i've, I've, I've uh, in action wrestling so um i've been a fan for quite a while but it feels like the mlw um like the whole movement with IA, like it was it was super organic and just how was that whole rise for you like because it, it only it didn't just happen for you in mlw it happened on the independent scene like simultaneously
4: um i think it, it's um so i guess two things so emilio sparks had challenged me i think it was like a year or two ago to figure out a character um and it was still it was such a like, if I, I guess when he first said it or whatever, because, like, you, yeah, you can wrestle, but like, you need that, like, you need that, um, that, that intangible thing to, you know, make you stand out. And like, it was, uh, it was very, very hard to figure out. Um, and, you know, having, you know, the Bumai Fight Club and being a Bumai Fight Club captain, I really just t- tapped into being a captain. Um, you know, of a fight, of a fight team, of a fight club. Um, and so I feel like, though I, I, I would, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't call myself so much of a character. I call myself more of a persona, because um, like, I mean, I, I draw a lot from, you know, clubber Lang, uh, Deion Sanders, uh, Marshawn Lynch, uh uh uh, what's his name, Chato Chocinco, like guys like that, that are, that there are characters, but they're also personas. They're relatable. Like you want to, you want, you want to go wild, like they go wild. Um, so that's kind of what I kind of leaned into. Um, and then, you know, just like, I also kind of moved away from, you know, the whole, the classic, you know, baby face heel thing. Like I'm, as uh, my late friend would always say, she would always say that I'm, great asshole i'm a a great asshole um but like it's relatable enough to where it's not like oh okay like yeah this guy he did some cheating stuff or whatever like that's shitty but you know like i still i still think he's cool um so i think that kind of added to the whole uh you know the rise of everything like though i you know talk a bunch of trash and people normally hate that um just like the charisma just kind of like just shines through and there's not much you can do about that um so with you know i think the like i think the moment i kind of like capped everything off for the boomite fight club was the cheesesteak slap i felt like before that like i felt like it was like rumbling but i think once that happened and that kind of took off the way it took off um i think that's when we like had them it's like okay this dude's funny He's a little bit of an asshole, but he's our asshole.
6: Well, and you're a badass in ring in ring wrestler, which yeah. obviously like ties it all together because then you can back it up in the ring. And you did it. did I think MLW and yourself, I think everyone did a great job with like the whole presentation of like your rise and everything, and, and you you know taken out just kind of step by step. Like you really rose the ranks of MLW on the way up to the championship. Um, and, and as, as far as the, the fight club goes, what do you look for in people that you recruit into the group? Cause it's an ever, it's an ever growing group. We see a lot of like changing faces and stuff. We've even seen a friend of the show, muscle man, Malcolm, we've seen him mm-hmm. in your squad before out there. So, um, how do you, um, how do you find people to, to join
4: up with you? Um, I, I try to, I mean, like Malcolm was one of those deals where it was like, like he's all like, he's always there doing media. Yeah. Um, and we've kind of, we've kind of became buddies like through TikTok. um, so I was just like this would be a really really dope opportunity for you if you're able to like film any of this stuff um and it would be a dope opportunity for me because you have more followers than I do so if people see this you could definitely going there's there's a there's definitely going to be some tracks some um some crossover there um yeah. but as far like for people that are on the fight train like um I want as much as I can to be like a beacon representation. So if I can get your face on this television screen or whatever, when we're doing, you know, the fight TV stuff or the, or the fusion stuff or the reload stuff or whatever, you know, show they come up with like, like that, that's cool to me. Like when people, when people that are in the fight train uh, get you know, when I see them get like tweeted at by people like, "Oh snap! Oh, he's in the fight train. Oh, she's in the fight train." stuff like that, that's cool to me, because um, that gives them a little a little bit of a rub. Um, so like as far as like you know core people, so you got Bougie, you have uh, Thomas, and you have O'Shea. Um, like O'Shea, I've known for forever. Um, it's funny enough, uh, we always say me and him are, me and O'Shea are so alike. Uh, We're basically the same person. Just I have hair up here and he has hair on his face. (laughs) Um, uh, He's, and and like, I mean, it's true. Like we are, we are very much alike in like styles and stuff like that. Um, So I definitely needed like a, I kind of call him like a mercenary. Um, And then like Bougie is just like, he can talk, he's scrappy um, and he's coachable. O'Shea's coachable also, but Bougie's really, really coachable. And Bougie was repping the Bumai Fight Club before he even got the opportunity to be to, you know, have that tryout match with Thomas. Um, and I really, really respected that. Um, so, like, you know, to be coachable, um, to be hardworking, to be hard hitting, to be good at what you do. Um, and, you know, just to have that Buma a vibe like we be out there cutting up and having a good time. You got to be able to follow along with that.
5: You mentioned being a leader. And when we spoke, uh, we spoke before Slaughterhouse and we talked about being a, le- a locker room leader and you said you wanted to foster, have a chill environment. So mm-hmm. How how would you assess how you're doing as a locker room leader? And then there's been some changes in MLW as far as new talent coming in. There's always, there's always foreign talent coming in. Minoru Suzuki uh, came in, he's coming back. Matt Riddle is there now. So what is the locker room like? And then how would you assess things as, as being the locker room leader?
4: Um, things are things are actually very chill. They're actually very chill. There's no, uh, as uh, as Ricky Champagne, Ricky Champagne likes to put it, there are no dickheads in the locker room. <laughs> um, I I honestly I could be a little bit more like um, assertive because um, I'm if you you can't see it on screen, but I am a shy person in real life sometimes. Um, but like if I can. If I can kind of break out of that a little bit or whatever and just, like, you know, assume not authority, but, like, what kind of authority? Um, like, I don't want to be a dictator or anything like that. Like, I want everybody, I want everybody, it's a it's, a, it's an even playing field. Um, uh, but, you know, if I can kind of break out some of that shyness or whatever and, like, do more uh, of those, like, pre-show talks and stuff like that because most of the time i just be delegating stuff i'll be delegating stuff to ricky or whatever yo you you do that or whatever i'm gonna go put my boots on or something <laughs> uh but uh yeah i gotta do less delegating and more like okay this is what we're doing i i had a just
6: a, kind of a random follow-up about the shyness because i think that's very relatable um i think a lot of us even like myself i'm very shy in like in public like you might not know it because i talk to people here but it's similar to wrestlers i know um and for you and this is very um this is very random that i remember this but i i've seen you live as i mentioned at battle slam and one of those shows was in a mall and Mm -hmm. battle slam always starts late shout out baron black shows always start late though (laughs) and i remember like you were just you you were just like walking around the mall in a singlet for probably hours before the show started like like is that like for someone that's shy, like is that just like you're just so used to it that like that does not even phase you anymore? Because for me, I'd be like, man, like none of these people even know me. And I'm just like this random guy, people don't even know wrestling is happening here. It's on like the mm-hmm. back of this mall. So is that something that just kind of breaks you out of your shell? Like just wrestling in general, just you're just a different guy, kind of like when you know you gotta be, you know, Alex Kane, the suit mm-hmm. assassin.
4: Yes. Uh it's like a um it's like a switch. Like when I put on my gear, it's like a switch. It's like, okay, it's showtime. Like that's the first level of like you know, okay, I'm I'm clocked into being Alex Kane. Um, the the complete transformation comes on when I hear that music. But um, but yeah, like that's basically what it is. Like once I put once I put like, a, like any piece, any part of my gear on, like I'm out of like, you know, me in everyday life and I'm tapped into who Alex Kane is. Because Alex Kane is basically like everything I've always wanted to be in real life, but like I just like I guess couldn't be. Um, so like now that I have the opportunity to be that, I'm gonna be that. That's cool.
6: And then you also mentioned your theme music. You always have cool theme songs. All yes. your theme songs are cool. Like, uh, can you just kind of talk a little bit about that? Like the people that you do your music and kind of your, your selection? Cause you, you're one of the few guys that even on the indie scene, like with your like custom theme music and stuff, mm-hmm. which is really cool.
4: So when I first started wrestling at the WWE 4 um, we would always have like music issues, like they would also play something from YouTube and it would always mess up. Um, and the artist that makes makes made my song, Lacey the Great, he also performed at um was it, I think it was was it, yeah, it was a it was the uh, it was the night I won the title or whatever. He performed the song. Um he he came up to me and was like, hey, look, um I can make you a really dope song. Um so we made the first song and I was like, I want that like gold standard Shelton Benjamin feel to it or whatever. that song the, the song that he made then has never been heard was heard by people at the WA4, but I'd never like used it anywhere okay. um, other than that. Uh, and then the second song the Suplex Assassin song, not the boomay but but the the one that everybody loved the action so much yes um, that song, he was like, yo, I was like, can you, can we, can we kind of redo it or whatever? And he was like, yo, let me do this with my own style. He freestyled the whole thing. Um, so that was the song for for the longest time, um, up until I got signed to MLW. Um, and then when the whole like Bumae Fight Club thing came together, I was like, I was still using that song. And I was just like, I want something that says Bumae, because I want to train these people to chant Bumae. Um, so, uh, we went to the studio, um, and I actually got to, you know, sit in with him and the producer, and we actually put it all together, um, we had, I think we had to do it, like, once or twice, um, because the first time the intro was too long, and then we shortened the intro, but, like, that was a really, really dope, uh, process. Actually, on the end of the song, um, like, you can hear my voice, because I, he's like, I want you to say something on the track, and I was like, but what do I say? <laughs> um, but I just said like the mission is submission. But like it, that, it was, it was a really, really dumb experience. Um, but everybody still loves the Suplex Assassin song more than this song. Um,
6: it's a great song. It's yeah. very, very catchy um both i like them both though the second one reminds me a bit of like the gucci gang song like gucci yeah. Gang, gucci gang gucci gang it's like boomie you know what i mean so mm-hmm. I, I like that it gets stuck in your head which i think is kind of the point is like yeah is stuck in your head when you see that song and people can bounce around to it and stuff so yeah i love it
5: i want to ask about the, the length of some of the the title matches you know the last two have been short but the match with fatu i believe was the longest mlw yes. world title match in history and like by a pretty wide margin yeah like the other ones were about a little over 20 minutes everything this doubled that what was what was it like just going through that match where oh most of your matches are you know maybe less than 20 minutes and again all the mlw title matches are largely less than 20 minutes this was nearly 50 minutes like what just what was that match going through that match like
4: uh it was rough um like there's really no, there's no real way to prepare for anything like that. Um, Cause like you can have, you have like a bit of your game plan, but like most of the time your game plan is, you know, your game plan is, I guess like charted out for maybe 20 minutes. That's when you want to get, that's trying to get out of there. Um, But, you know, to kind of have to uh, uh go, you know past that normal limit. Um Honestly, it was the most fun. It was probably the most fun match I've ever had in a very long time. And it was a it was a lot of fun for everybody there watching. Like every like a lot of people were saying it was the best match that they've ever seen in that building from MLW. So like um most fun, exciting, you know, all these twists and turns and being out there with the fucking uh athlete monster like Jacob Fatu uh was insane um that man is uh i don't understand how he's so damn strong i don't, I don't get it you don't, 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 don't work out i know he don't work out but I, I, it's that samoan blood it ain't no damn joke
5: you're just putting on this man on blast for not working out at yeah, all and
4: putting, putting jacob Valtu on blast does nothing you've never seen him in the gym I've never seen him in the gym. I mean, he, I don't think he needs to. I don't think he needs to, honestly. I actually you know I, I don't want him to. I don't want him to because if he does, if he does start doing that, he's going to be on a whole other level. He's going to be god he's already god tier. He's going to be like like uh like like Odin tier. It's going to be fucking insane.
6: Oh, well, you know, from one guy who doesn't go to the gym to a guy who goes to the gym often. Their next big title offense was against Matt Cardona. What was that experience like? Because you were talking about Muscle Man, Muscle Man Malcolm having a lot of followers. Mac cardona has got millions of followers, so a lot of yeah, eyes. Mac Cardona
4: actually got me at six thousand followers, uh, do his asshole ways on Twitter, uh, so I, I can I can I can shake his hand on that one, um, but no, bro, that was the pro- that like social media wise, that was the most fun that I've ever had on social media, going into any match um like just like the back and forth the amount of messages that I got from people from my here in my home state in Georgia um tell me oh man this back and forth that y'all got going is awesome it's amazing from you know other people on on social media and stuff like that um and that f- whole feud kind of changed my mind on building up these matches um so like when I wrestled when I was when we were building the match between me and uh, Holiday, like that, I, I want I still wanted that back and forth, but he he's lame uh, when it comes to social medias, uh, so I couldn't get that out of him. Um, but uh, yeah, hopefully, I'm, I'm definitely not getting that out of Kojima. I know that. I know that. Yeah. <laughs>
5: kojima will if you if you uh bait him in with some bread talk he might get him
4: him Uh, him. you know what i'm gonna try that i'm gonna tell him that bread is garbage yeah
6: well what's your what's your favorite type of bread alex do you have it do i mean i know you said it was garbage but if you had to choose a favorite bread oh man sourdough sourdough so maybe you can just spam sourdough you just put a bunch of sourdough over there just at kojima everyone, everyone who sees this right now just flood kojima on social media just at you know at um i uh, what's it the sleep uh, uh cozy, lar- cozy lariat, lariat yeah. cozy everywhere. lariat, and, yeah. um and yeah just you know let let it be known that Alex Kane is a uh, team sourdough so
4: team sourdough cut, yeah cut probably, team- man Kojima's probably like team white bread or something like that something, <laughs> something <laughs> processed cutting
5: processed. Phil do a video cut the crust off the bread you know Kojima <laughs> is like a, a bread purist he's like you got to have the crust on there you can't cut the crust off so just do that he'll he'll be really mad that like you you don't respect the crust on the bread <laughs> that's all i got to
6: Were you uh this is kind of kind of um you mentioned richard holiday as well briefly there um as far as um we're like were you surprised to see him back in mlw like i was you
4: know? i was surprised to see him back um uh he's i mean i he's also another person that i've wanted to wrestle since i got into mlw um So it was dope to see him, dope to see him back. It was sad to see him make the worst like signing decision in the history of history of the sport. Signing with WTF, Uh, that was that was a terrible decision. If he didn't do that, I probably be I probably would have been a little bit more excited. But the fact that he did that, it's just kind of like, have you seen their track record? Have you seen their track record? It's not looking too
6: good. It's not looking too good yeah he used to hype this
4: man up i used to say this man could be a gq model all the time every time i saw him and then he and then he he does that it didn't work out for him so it's all good
5: yeah every i mean every time they've tried to come up against you you've just knocked them all down so knock them down
4: it's not going well what was it
5: like i'm uh,
4: glad glad kojima didn't join up with uh with the world titan federation the the, oh man what do we call them the world 10 bed federation Uh, what was it like uh, teaming with, with Matt Riddle and
5: having him back into MLW?
4: Yeah, so teaming with Riddle was cool. I'm not, I'm getting better at tag team wrestling because it's a whole different beast from, you know, singles competition. Um, but like that was, again, a lot, that was some of the most fun I've ever had in a tag team match setting. Like it w- felt very, very Memphis uh F- felt very very like memphis wrestling oh it was just a lot of fun uh riddles legit as as legit as they come um you know i'm i can only imagine that at some point he gonna try to challenge for the belt as long as he don't join wtf be we good we, we can we can do that out i'm gonna beat that ass we can do that out
5: jensen if you wanna if you wanna go fire away with the action wrestling questions the the floor is yours
6: Yes, I would love to ask about action wrestling. We're just wait, I'm I'm waiting on Alex's connection to balance out a little bit here. Do you can you see can you see Alex okay, Jeremy? I can hear him perfect again.
5: Yeah, as long as the audio is good, we're fine. He's he's good. Okay. We're
6: we're we're better now. Okay, cool. So yes. Um recently you also won another major world championship, the action wrestling world title. Um the match there, uh Adam Priest with the champion coming in. Any styles, the longtime champion Adam Priest. It was a three-way match. Adam Priest cruel and yourself. And you took advantage in that situation. Cruel uh, hit Scorched Earth on Adam Priest, and you made sure to knock Cruel out of the ring, and you got that pin for yourself. What's it like being the Action Wrestling World Champion? We'll give a shout-out here to Matt Griffin and the crew over there. I like their work a
4: lot over there in, uh, in Tyrone, Georgia. Dude, it's um, that. When I first started wrestling at Action in like, when what was it, like 2021? I think 2021, something like that. Yeah, like I like, like anytime you come into a company, you're like, I want to be the I want to be the guy. Um, But, you know, for, you know, all these years, all these years later, all this growth and stuff um, uh, to actually like achieve it is really awesome. Um, One person that uh, was always, you know, pulling for me to, you know, at least to have the opportunity was Shug Shug D, Shug Dunkerton, Um, great friend, great mentor. Um, but like he was always like in my ear, like yo, you but you gonna be the guy. We are gonna make sure you the guy. We gonna we gonna run the table out here. Um, so it, it's 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 awesome to be you know a double world champion. Um, just out here making history and stuff like that is fire. fire. Um, so yeah, it's it's, it's it's a cool feeling.
6: Do you have your next your well? Yes, your first challenger. Technically, you, has that lined up for you right now?
4: So I have two challengers uh, coming up uh, Thursday. I will wrestle Damian Tangra at Brawl at the Hall Two. Uh, it's in Atlanta, Georgia, um, and then uh, I'm not even worry, I'm not even stunting him. I'm a, I'm gonna whoop his ass. I'm whoop his ass for for damn near five years at this point. Um, we wrestled a lot, um, but. Uh, uh, Friday night at a uh, Noonan Nightmare Action Wrestling. Um, I think it's like Noonan Middle School or something like that. some one of the middle schools out there who cares? Um, <laughs> no, uh, I'm wrestling a uh, Cody Fluffman. Uh, he's a newcomer, um, a very, uh, uh, a very charismatic newcomer, which I like because if you ain't got no dagger, if you ain't got no charisma, I'm gonna eat you alive. Um, but yeah, yeah, he's very, very—he's very charismatic. Um, you know, he's uh, very fun to, for you know the people to watch. Um, he won a uh, a scramble match uh, to uh, uh, earn the opportunity to go one-on-one with me, um, and he thinks that he's ready for this spotlight, this main event spotlight. But I'm about to show him real quickly that uh this ain't for play, play, well. Yeah. I, I, got to touch on one guy you mentioned a second ago, Damien
6: Tangra. So yes. I'm familiar with Suplex Science. I know some of the history there. Um, can you speak any more to him? Because I know you're just kind of saying like, I'm not even worried about him, but he's a guy on the Southeast scene, especially in like, um, like Cena City Invitational, like specifically and stuff. Like he, I feel like in, I remember you guys coming through, through sub wraps as well out of Nashville and stuff. Like, um, he, I feel like he's really slept on, but he's really, really good.
4: Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, outside of him being a challenger, because once, <laughs> once he's, once I'm done whooping his ass or whatever, we can be, we, we can kind of be cool again. Um, nah but, uh, no, but, uh, for real, like he is extremely talented. He's always been really, really talented. Um, and like, I mean, honestly, when I, cause like, I think I start what I started in 2018, he was there, like, 2016 so he kind of he kind of came up in like the theory uh sean dean uh, danny J class um like i thought he was gonna make it way before i did um you know I thought he's gonna like rise to you know some kind of prominence um and like like you said he's really good i've always thought he's really really good um i think the thing for him is i think he still he's still finding that character um i think once he finds that And then he can match that with the wrestling he's gonna he's gonna take off um but i think that's i think the you know there's like the character charisma aspect i think that's what he's kind of what he's not he's not missing the charisma because i know he's charismatic but he needs he's still trying to find that way to you know bring that out and what about sharing the ring
5: with uh adam priest who when you guys had a singles match uh you went to a no contest and then the triple threat that's when you you win the title but uh working with Adam priest how's that
4: man Adam bro, first of all um I think he said he's like 27 27 26 27 I don't believe it that man he I swear to God he like 35 dog yeah <laughs> I swear to God, he 35 and the entire time tired time that I've known this man my mom was like dog you are not this young I don't know what's going on here but you're not this young <laughs> um no, dude, he's so good. He's so fucking good. Um somebody somewhere needs to give him a damn chance. Um he's like I he can talk, he can wrestle, um, and he can fucking like entertain. Like he's he's one of those that's like the total package. Um and somebody needs to like pick him up.
6: Yeah. Oh, I agree. Yeah. Any any style, Adam Priest, shout out to, to him. i one of the best technical in ring wrestlers, I think, out there. He, I think, he'd fit in anywhere. The other yeah, guy, yeah, that, definitely. The other guy in that match, you know, of course, Cruel, the current IWTV champion. Um, I remember him like as Logan Creed. I remember being yeah. always impressed as like this guy's doing like Tope suicidas and stuff. Like, what in the world? Like, this guy's, this guy's. I, I just feel like that, and I remember him doing some stuff in MLW as Matt Kruger as well, and me feeling like. Man, there's like so much more this guy can give. Like, do people see this guy? Like, look at this guy. Now I feel like he's starting to really get that recognition as IWTV champion. Um, man, what's it like I seeing? Wish,
4: oh, I yeah, wish they would let him be cruel in MLW, man. I feel like that would have been like a game changer. Like maz kruger was, was what maz kruger was, but like for what? Like what? What cruel is doing right now is like, man, it is money. I, I agree. I agree so much with that because
6: when he was Mads Kruger and MLW, I would complain about it on the, on the weekend or podcast that I do for Fightful Select. I, I'm always covering the indies the indies over there. And I, I would always say, I'd be like, they're making him into this like Frankenstein character where he's like slow moving and methodical. And I, I get that to a degree, but like, I've seen him work on the Indies. Like I know this guy can like really go and he's huge. Dude. So it's like, I don't know. He's another one of those guys where like, when the right people see him, I feel like just he's just going to be so massive one day in wrestling, and I feel like we're going to be all of us are going to be sitting here. They're going to be pointing and saying, "We've been saying this for years. I don't know how anyone didn't see this before." So,
4: um, so yeah, like somebody like I, we we were we were talking about this uh, a few weeks ago, but it's like somebody just needs to sign him and just let him just come in and fuck shit up. That's it. Fuck yeah. shit up. That's all. It's just come in and fuck shit up. Maybe one day build to a match with some other like. Behemoth of a man, or um, or woman, or woman. it don't fucking matter. I know he'll whoop anybody's ass. Um, but you that that's that's what it needs to be. Like I was thinking the other day. I was like, if he popped up on like ROH or some shit like that, or or, or AEW or you know even WWE, and it was just like, and they let him have the music that he has, and you just hear that shit off the fucking fucking arena, and then he appears. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Printing
6: money, money, money. I agree. Well, and speaking of action, I also wanted to mention the guy. You know, kind of the guy behind the scenes, uh, Matt Griffin. What's it like doing all this work with Matt? Uh,
4: Matt. Um, uh, I mean, even though uh, he 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 didn't want me to, you know, get get to this stage because I'm with the good hand, right? Of course, whole stuff. Um, you know, outside of his whole <laughs> behavior, uh, Matt has been uh, you know, Matt's been actually one of my. Uh, best mentors um he uh he, he uh like i guess like in personal life he kind of keeps my head on straight sometimes Because sometimes i'll be wanting to go off on people i will be wanting to rip people's heads off but he'd be like nah you could you maybe, maybe maybe don't maybe don't do that maybe don't say that maybe don't tweet that maybe don't sit that on facebook you know uh stuff like that because i'll be a, i can be a hot head sometimes um nah man he's But he's so, um, he likes, he really likes like talent. That's like coachable and that, you know, you know, will listen. Um, Cause like he does like the action next up. So he does uh, a show uh, before the show itself for all the people that come and help set up, you know, the ring and stuff. Um, And like, there's been like a few, like a four kids, but there's also been like Cody Fluffman was one of those guys that, you know, shined on there. Um, And like, he doesn't have to do that, like, but like, he does. And like, it's a good way for him to, you know, scout talent, um, you know, give people opportunities. Um, and I, that's really, really commendable because most bookers are just going to be like, I mean, send your stuff in, show up to help out, but like, there's no opportunity there. Uh, so the fact that, you know, like, yeah, you're coming to help set up the ring, but there's also something, you know, here for you um, and then at, once I give you this opportunity, you just got to seize it or whatever. You got to, you know, show me why you belong on the show. Um, he's a really, really dope human being.
6: I love hearing that. And and it seems like that that seems to be like a theme kind of in a lot of these Southeast kind of like brother and sister promotions as far as like you hear about that in action, but you would also hear about that at, at SCI with like Scott Hensley and those guys like Dylan Hales or like over in Sup Raps when it was like Kevin Koo and those guys, and it was just always seemed like a lot of the people that were getting on the shows were people that were just showing up and like willing to help. And then the next thing, you know, it's like, we got a battle. royal. there's going to be 20 people in it. You want to jump in? And it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm down. And then like the next thing, you know, I remember Joshua Bishop, we mentioned him just a moment ago, Joshua Bishop got on his first up show. Because it was a Halloween uh, battle Royal. He showed up with like some of the AIW guys showed up. They said, Hey, we need somebody. He, he painted whiskers on his face, wrote the word slutty cat on his chest and went out there as a slutty cat next thing you know he's getting booked over and over and over again and look where he's at now and it's just like you just needed an opportunity to get in front of people um speaking of someone else who needs to get in front of people you mentioned the good hand yeah kevin ryan might be the most slept on guy like out there
4: i just honestly i've been telling kevin all the time bro i just need you to get like some just a little jack not not fully yeah, really okay. jack <laughs> not crazy just a little jack i feel like i feel like i feel like that's i mean he could we could do some promo work with him or whatever. But like if he could just get a little jacked or whatever, I feel like he would just take the <laughs> fuck off. Like, I mean, there was there was a period in time before you know I really started, you know, wrestling on shows where he was literally everywhere all over Georgia, yeah, doing everything. Like the shit was insane. Um, but no, he's so fucking talented, he's so brave, also a little brain dead. A little a little stupid sometimes with some of the stuff that you do. I'd be I'd be looking at him, especially when a when match guy, like, dog, what are you doing? <laughs> you, you, huh? But no, yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. But um no, nah, man, he's super, super talented. Um, you know, I think once he like finally like gets everything together, because I think he's only like 24. Yeah. Um, so he has nothing but time. Um, I think once he puts everything together, he'll definitely be on somebody's uh television
6: show you guys got a lot of good talent there in the with the good hand like that, that group i think helped out a lot of you guys um and it it, it worked really really well and i know um i, I want to get your thoughts on these guys too because they're um also like i guess you could call them friends of the show um actually the, the person who's probably been on this show the most as a guest is is john mosley aka Moes. when he is Moes the- is
4: the fucking goat Dog, like he is so fucking good on commentary. It's crazy. Um, he's definitely he, him and Dylan Hales are definitely yes. two of the people that I like like I love when they call my matches. Um, I'm all I'll always go to them afterward and be like, yo, what you think, you know, any like any like pointers, anything I could do better, like stuff like that. Like he's so knowledgeable, and then he's just such a just an overall good dude. Like, I think I've, I think when I first and when I first would like see him, like before I met him, I'd like, see him on social media or I'd see him on the shows. Like I was a little like, I was not, I won't say scared, but like a little, for some reason, for some reason I a little intimidated for some reason. For some reason, a little Well, it's probably
6: because of who he rolls with. It's like Brett Ison and like yeah. the Psycho passed the KOBK. So it's like, you. it's like, well, I mean, they're, you're riding the streets with Hardway Heater and Sean Campbell and these guys and Brett Ison, like, you know I'd, I'd be a little bit i'd be a little bit skeptical too but but Moses is, is such a it's such a good dude as i mentioned he's probably been on our show like six times uh throughout the the last couple of years we have been doing it and um, i love seeing his progression as a commentator he's all over the place now and you mentioned dylan hale's you know the other commentator of course at action but can you speak to him um not only as a commentator but as like a behind the scenes guy too
4: man um so i got i got discovered at this uh this uh, promotion called Pro South in Alabama by Scott Hensley. This all ties in. So Scott Hensley sees me um, and he puts me on, he gives me the opportunity to be in the uh, future showcase uh, for SCI, because it was coming off of COVID. They didn't want to do a tournament, uh, like a full SCI, SCI invitational tournament. They did the future showcase. And this was the um, one
6: in Chattanooga, TWA. Chattanooga, right? yeah, yeah. I
4: wrestled no, uh, Nolan Edwards and uh, uh, what is the other kid's name? Can't remember it right now. Um, I'll look it up. I re- I remember that, that yeah. show, yeah, for sure. Um, triple Threat match, um, and it was, I think it's maybe the first time that Dylan had seen me. Um, and it was a, a, that Triple Threat match was actually his favorite Triple Threat match of the night because, like, I think they gave us like twelve minutes, and we ended up doing like six or seven. Like it it was a, it was fast paced, but it was still very well paced it was just very, like very very high energy um and he he I guess he got on the cane train at that point because he was like uh, I remember he, he put a tweet out saying like uh if alex kane Alex kane could be that next guy up if he wants it um and like once he kind of said that or whatever like you know things things started to really pick up Pick up for me, you know. That led to you know working with Paradigm, doing the Dan uh, Dan Severin seminar. Uh, you know, getting an opportunity from being a standout of that seminar, and like from that from that point on, it just kind of took off for me.
6: The the other
4: person that's in
6: that triple threat with you and Nolan was uh, Jack Griffin, who I haven't seen Jack in Griffin. a while. So
4: I have not seen him in a long. I I'm not, I, I saw he was doing like some deathmatch stuff. Um, but other than that, um, he was the IWA. He, I no, know. no, he's, at, he's, I think he stopped wrestling. He started doing like, uh, he started catching like, uh, child predators and shit like that.
6: Yeah. So wait, yeah. he, oh, he said, started like going in like, like, like Chris Hansen down. Yeah, Chris Hansen okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Chris I was like, <laughs> wait a second. Well, what? Okay. No. So, yeah, okay. That's
4: well, so Hansen. he's like
6: out there being like a vigilante. That's cool.
4: Yeah. No, that'd be wild. No, but that's, that's the, that's the last thing I heard of okay gotcha well no i
6: i've um i'm a big fan of everything going on in that in that whole twe scene too like out of that building they're they're doing like the twe shows they're doing sci shows they're doing mm-hmm. um icw nhb shows out of there now too um can you speak at all to jaden newman because yeah he, he's like the kind of the man there and like i feel like he's been on the brink of breaking out for a while now
4: i love jaden so much um, I wish he'd answer more of my uh, more of my messages, uh, but you don't know. No, other than that, uh, Jay is so good. He's been good. He's been so good for such a long time. And again, he's also another one that's been wrestling for a long time, but he's still pretty young. I think he's like 24, 25. He's something I'm like right
6: that. There. He started wrestling at like 15 or whatever. Yeah. yeah.
4: So like, he's been around for a long time or whatever, and he's really starting to come into his own um, amazing fucking technical wrestler. Like, like definitely, definitely a slept-on technical wrestler, um, and uh, he's a, he's a good promo too. He's another one of those guys that's that ha- that checks all the boxes or whatever. He like he's getting he's getting more more jacked and stuff like that. He checks all these boxes. Just somebody the the right person needs to see him at the right time. Like what the the kind of look and presentation that he's got got going on now. I really dig it jeremy i'll let you get some questions in i
6: know
5: oh we we gotta we gotta wrap here soon but i I have to ask about this uh this other group that you're a part of apollo 56 oh yeah calvin tankman lance archer (laughs) and davy boy smith jr what's it like leading them in new japan
4: (laughs) it's 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 been a trip it's been a definite trip um it's been so long since we've all been together (laughs) um but uh, you know, we are we're just a dominant force. I mean, you beat AJ Styles in the yeah, Bull Club AJ. reunion. I beat match. AJ Styles before I even started wrestling. That's crazy.
5: Jensen, if you if you are not, not picking up on this, someone edited Alex's uh, Wikipedia page, and this was an entry in his Wikipedia page. Oh my
6: yeah, I was very lost. I was like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, so
4: I so I so I went I went on my Wikipedia page and I said, I'm like <laughs> What the fuck is going on here? Who did this? I screenshot it and then I delete it because I'm just like, you know, in hindsight, I should have just left it, but I deleted it because I'm like, this isn't true. This isn't true. None of, none of this happened. But I screenshotted it or whatever. And my wife, I was like, I asked my wife, should I post this? She's like, no, you shouldn't. Whatever. People are going to think that you did it yourself. I'm like, no. What? no no one would
5: think that especially the way it was written no
4: offense to this person um but uh yeah no uh so that was that was that was fun that was fun to
6: post so we have no idea who did that someone just went on your your wikipedia and just decided to
4: to make up this 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 lore yeah i need i need you know if people people watching this go make up some more lore (laughs) nothing stupid nothing crazy but like do some more funny stuff I, I just picturing, I, like
6: Cole Radrick with like a box of wine next to him, like,
0: because
6: <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm, I'm calling on Cole Radrick because he actually watches our show, so Cole might actually see me say that about him. But, um, yeah, what about what do have any, any anything you want to say about some of these newer guys that are popping up in MLW? Like, uh, like I, I for instance, on this last uh this last not on Reload, but on um. Jeez, now I'm getting them all mixed He's up. A Coliseum. He's a Coliseum. On the opener, they had the six-person match. Yeah. With like uh, the, we'll a see. lot of the GCW talent. Mm-hmm. Um, what's it like seeing? I mean, because right there, you I see like the buzz that someone like, you know, you like wasted youth. You got like Marcus Mathers and Dylan McKay, and you got mm-hmm. um, of course, Alec Price all coming in kind of together. Do you see that immediately as like we got three new like players here like i think like if it pushed right to someone like alec price with his history already with the iwtv title and everything i feel like he can become a major player
4: in mlw like immediately yeah i think i really to see how quickly all of them got on to uh what do we call them now ple's um yeah to see how quickly like they all of them kind of you know rose up you know and rose up to being on that ple like it it took me hell, it took me, it took me a minute to, you know, to to you know get to being on like a show, like a big show. So for them to be there that quickly says something. Um, I mean, I've I've watched a lot of their work uh, throughout the independence. Uh, I'm a big fan of Griffin McCoy. Yeah. Him in Top Guy Time, even though he <laughs> thinks that he gonna put me on Top Guy Time. Uh, that's a whole other thing. I'm gonna whoop that ass when when time comes. Um but no man definitely any one of them could be major players they they're all i think pretty much all of them are in some kind of you know story within the show so like um if they've gotten there that quickly that means that you know uh the office has something in store the league has something in store for them yeah They're they're gonna be major players
6: and I, I can see a lot going on with Griffin McCoy right now, especially in JCW. They've been building him and uh, Jordan Oliver for the JCW title for like the last year now with their history with young, dumb, and broke and stuff. And like, I think Griffin is right there ready to break out. I mentioned Cole Radrick. You got anything you'd like to say about Cole?
4: I fucking love Cole Radrick. Um I had a really dope match with him at SUP. Um, and in that match, I learned a whole, whole lot about myself. Um, he is... I always say that he's a, that he's a superstar. He's just like I'm, just a guy, and I'm just like, no, no, dog, you're you're a fucking star. Um, he's so fucking good. He's so charismatic. Um, uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, he re- he's really out here living a dream with GCW. You know, he's been to all these different countries and stuff like that. Um, he he's fucking on it. He's fucking on it. I want to wrestle him again. It, would you want to do like work with GCW? yeah i mean yeah uh whenever i'm done here with mlw um uh yeah definitely
5: alex um we ask everybody this i don't know if you're actually in your room or if you're at the mlw offices uh but but the coolest thing in your room if you have
4: something nearby i have these power ranger helmets over here let's go they're not the real ones they're the ones from like amazon but like i got i bought them uh, one of them i bought when uh when me and damien tanger were a tag team and we came up with the power of helmets for yes. suplex Science. um yes. and then the other one i bought because i was gonna wear it for a match but then damien came up with the fucking uh star what star lord mask and i was like you know what this is really high quality this is not i'm not gonna do that to myself
6: well i know the i know the the helmets you're talking about they're badass helmets don't don't sell yourself short i have, i have i have almost made those purchases many times i have like a mini version of that in my i got a little power rangers uh collection uh, mm-hmm. myself in here so i very much respect that and i remember the power rangers entrances and stuff damien kind of made that a thing for a while there where he was like yeah, yeah uh, i i i'm a big fan did, did you ever see wrestle ranger out on the indies
4: mm there's
6: there's a guy who dresses up like the green ranger and the white ranger and goes out there and, and but i i haven't seen him in a while but if, if people ever want to check it out if you're a power rangers fan there's a dude out in the indies called wrestle ranger and he,
5: he's wrestle out ranger. there, out there living out. it
6: yeah check it out anyway that's that's, that's I, I can't go anywhere from there jeremy i don't know if you have any follow-ups but uh
5: no alex we, we appreciate joining us uh here tonight let everybody know where they can find you at
4: uh you can find me on tiktok at alex underscore kane 11 uh twitter because i'm okay. funny same handle um instagram i'm also funny you know actually i've been doing like a lot of promotion stuff and i'll put like soldier boy tracks to the promotion stuff so that's always fun uh youtube alex kane um and then you know buy my merchandise mlwshop.com, brainbustertees.com uh foryouwear.com you know all of those places go get you some alex kane merchandise watch super fight for i believe me satoshi kojima i'm about to whoop that ass I'm about to make that carbohog hole uh, tap out, or maybe gonna pass on. I don't really know. We are gonna see what happens, but, uh, it's gonna be, a, it's gonna be a good time. that's on boom.
5: It is MLW super fight. It is February 3rd. It's available on Triller TV presented by fight. That is the official name of it. I believe, uh, 2300 arena, um, in Philadelphia, everyone can head over to mlw.com, check out, learn more main event, MLW world heavyweight title, Alex Kane taking on satoshi kojima alex thank you again so much for joining us tonight we really appreciate it guys we'll be right back here on the spotlight. we are back and a big thank you to alex kane for joining us in the creator spotlight and a big thank you to everyone here in the chat hanging out with us today we appreciate it we appreciate it. super chats we appreciate the thumbs up we appreciate the comments all all the fun we've had today here on the spotlight we will be back next week talking the fallout from the Royal rumble and everything else going on in the world of professional wrestling. You guys can check out, uh, I think live right now, even um, the prediction show for Royal rumble with Stephanie chase and Kenny McIntosh. Uh, you guys can check out the prediction show right here on this channel um, with Stephanie and Kenny to to pals of the, the website here at fightful. Uh, see what they got to say about the Royal Rumble. You can head over to Fightful Overbooked, Overbooked.com for all the videos that we have going up this week and in the coming weeks, all the live shows we have, including coexisting with Rob and Maggie, every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern. So sure they'll be talking plenty about the Royal Rumble. So sure they'll be talking about the WWE and the Netflix deal, um Wardlow and Trimperetta. I imagine Maggie would have a lot to say about that. Um that is Friday, 3 p.m. Eastern on FightFloverBooked.com. Every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern, Rob and Maggie coexisting on FightFloverBooked.com. Tomorrow on In the Weeds, which is at 10 p.m. 10 p.m. Geez, I don't think we're doing a late night show anymore. Um, tomorrow on In the Weeds at 10 a.m. Eastern. 10 a.m., everybody. Let me get my own time right. 10 a.m. Eastern, In the Weeds, myself and Joel Pearl. I have a very important announcement. All right. Very important announcement for In the Weeds. We're also going to try to do something different on In the Weeds tomorrow. I don't know how it's going to work, if I'm being totally honest. I really don't know how it's going to work, but we're going to try it. And we'll see if it works, and then maybe we'll we'll do it again. If it doesn't work, we'll never speak of it again. Uh, so we have something something going on tomorrow, and I have a very important announcement. It's going to be a big show, a tremendous show. One of the best in the weeds we've ever done. Tomorrow, 10 a.m. Eastern, fightfuloverbooked.com. Guys, enjoy the Royal Rumble this weekend if you're watching that. And if you're not, then, you know, enjoy whatever you're doing with your life on, on this weekend. Uh, there's football on. There's basketball on. Number one seed, Oklahoma City Thunder. Let's go. Uh, there's hockey on. Plenty of stuff on. There's stuff on Netflix and Hulu and Amazon, and all that fun stuff. Whatever you're doing this weekend, have fun with it. Be safe. Uh, Wish everybody a, a very good weekend. Enjoy the Rumble. Again, if you're watching, and guys, we'll be back next week. Bye, everybody.